Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 66 of Beer Another Shit, the podcast, adjunct series, quarantine edition. This evening, like I said, we haven't uh, had an international guest on the podcast for a little while. This is, uh, I, I connected with this brewery maybe early this year or late last year. I was incredibly impressed with what I see on social from their artwork to the type of beers that they're making. Everything just sounds phenomenal. So I'm genuinely excited to have uh, the opportunity to chat with these guys. So I'm going to welcome Sebastian and Matt from Tribus in Connecticut. Boys. Hello. Wow, yes. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> Brought everybody out for you. How are you boys doing? Good, good, good. 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 Thanks for having us. Everyone's good? Yeah. Oh mate, pleasure. Thank you guys. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. It's uh, like I was just saying, it, it, it was like I connected with Will. I, I swear, I can't really remember. It must have been last year. Yeah. And I was incredibly impressed with the, your social presence. So, uh, my partner and I own a social media agency, so I'm always uh, conscious of when breweries, you know, how breweries present themselves online. You guys are a one. Wow. The labels are killer. The styles, are, uh, just everything about your account is just exciting in in, in, the, in the space of craft beer. Awesome. So like I've been extra amped to talk to you guys and just try the beer and hear the story and stuff. So thank you both again. Um, mate, it's hot here. I hope, I imagine we pretty get pretty – oh, no, hang on. You're in Connecticut. You're in New York. You guys have so much better weather than us. It's hot. Yeah, I don't know. It, it gets hot and humid. Already. It's already getting humid. It's It gets it gets nasty. It's it's all right right now, but it's hot. During <laughs> it's the like day. 85. Yeah, right, during the day, it's, it gets hot. <laughs> it sucks. I think it's the same okay. here. We're in Celsius, but it's uh, it's like it was like being like 33 wow. Celsius, which is pretty ridiculous for me. I, I think it's around that. Yeah. So we're, we're sweating together. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are going to start off. With this little bad boy with the matching tea, oh, yeah. which I love. This is your uh, Pilsner called Beer. I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, tell us about this one, guys. This is the perfect way to start off a oh, yeah. sweaty evening. It's definitely perfect. Yes. Yeah, this, is our, this is our, I mean, our pride and joy. This is our favorite. This is the one that we love lagers. We both have backgrounds in uh, German brewing and schooling, so we love lagers. It's our favorite style to drink overall, and this one is definitely – our favorite for sure. I love it. That's the uh, the general answer from the the brewer's answer mm-hmm. right there. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, look at that wicked oh, head. Yeah. Nice little bit of chill haze on there. Oh, this smells amazing. Yeah. Just came out Tuesday. Do you need to take this? Mm-hmm. Or are you good? Oh, this was this was freshly. Uh, mm-hmm. This was the one that was just canned. Yeah, we yeah, sent yeah. it right in the box after. Me. Yes. Oh man, I am stoked. Boys, cheers. Pleasure to have yeah. you. Cheers. cheers. Oh, it smells great. Mm. Amazing. Nice, dry, crisp. Yeah. A little bit of bitterness, a little grassy. You got uh, Saz in this bad boy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Saz and Middleford. Yeah. Middleford. Yes. Nice. Perfect. Um, so it's super, you know, the, the traditional. You've done everything to, to keep it authentic and traditional. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. German, have, have, German you been, malt. have you guys been doing? What's that? Ger- Sorry, continue. Yeah. German malt, Saz, Hallertau. German yeast all the way through and through. So, yeah, as authentic as it gets. Besides the water. I love and the it. water, yeah. We don't bring the water in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> if someone does that one time, that's yeah. extra. I love yeah. It. Did you, have you guys been brewing, right? Could you, has anyone done that? Uh, oh, brought like, in the water? In? No. I've heard about pizza, like, from, yeah. like, California, Florida. Like, people, like, bring in, like, totes of water from, like, New York for pizza. But 
Beer would be a lot because we need like six barrels to every one barrel. So that'd be a yeah, problem. That'd be a lot. <laughs> Be funny to slop it. Very around. expensive. Yeah. yeah, very expensive beer. <laughs> I love it. Have you guys been brewing this style, like you know, crispies and stuff, uh, since the beginning, or is it something that you've done lately? No, this is yeah. This is probably I think this is our first beer that we actually brewed. The first beer that we brewed when we opened Tribus was beer. <laughs> yeah, sounds confusing saying okay. that. <laughs> the first beer we brewed was yeah. beer. It's the only one we've kept on tap for yeah. the whole, essentially, yeah. almost three years of our existence. Yeah, always. Yep. Wow. So, um, is that for any specific reason aside from it being fantastic? It's, uh, it's just approach. I mean, it, we always found it's just like approachable. And like, if you go to like, I don't know, when you go to a diner, you always judge the place by like its hash browns. Like, the hash browns are just like the purest thing of the place. Well, for a brewery, it's, it's Pilsner. Like, you have to have the Pilsner. You have the Pilsner first. True. The Pilsner's good. All right. Everything else should be in that line. That's the good yeah. way to judge that by that. I don't know. That's just like a thing. But yeah. <laughs> also, we're, we're, we were Not. shocked at how well it did in the tap room, yeah. how well it sold. You know, we we would assume we assume that lagers would do well to some degree, but it moves like more than any other beer, really. Like per like it not in terms of style, but one specific beer to another, it moves in terms of volume. So we're like, all right, well, people love it. We love drinking it. We love brewing it. So it's going to stay on. Yeah, I love it. W- was this before? Like, you know how lagers kind of came back around and became uber popular? Would you say that you guys were sort of, you know, this was your taproom favorite long before that time or was it around the same? Yeah, it was like probably just before yeah. that, I feel it like. It wasn't like, like hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was, now, obviously, it's a thing for sure. Like everyone's doing them and, you know, some people are doing them better than others, obviously. Um, but for us, it's great because it just opened us up yeah. to do even more lagers. We have a lagering tank now as well. We want to get another one as well. It's just a lot of fun. I love it. Was it you got one of the horizontal uh, yeah. tanks? Yeah. 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 Ooh, they're the best. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, you're not messing around. Um, this is, by the way, sorry, the more I drink this, this is this is fantastic. Yeah, awesome. This is beautiful. You. It's hot as hell right now. So this is going down clean, man. Really great stuff. Um I want to get into the beer stories from you guys. How did you both get into beer? And we'll lead that into uh, how Tribus started. Yeah, it's we kind of have like, I don't know, it's very it's very intermingled in a way. It's, so we both, it's, it's really weird. So we both started interning at a brewery called New England Brewing Company, which is, I don't know if you've heard of it. They made Ghanibot, which is now Gbot, and Fuzzy Baby Ducks. I don't know if you're aware of them. They're about 15, 20 minutes from us. Sound familiar. Yeah. They're about 15 minutes from okay. us here. They're in Woodbridge, Connecticut. And we both – I started an internship after I was done with brewing school at New England. And Matt was doing – an, essentially just interning prior to going to his brewing school. Um, so right. we both started working at NEPCO at the same exact time within a week of each other. And then after Matt came back from brewing school – we obviously kept working together, and then we eventually from going, went from interns to running brewing operations before we left for Tribus. So, yeah, that's right. in, that's a very short, you know, kind of summary. But um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Matt wants to explain his his brewing background. But. No, no, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. Like I mean, like literally, we started like within like three days of each other. There, um, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Wow. wow. Friends ever since, you know. And yep. How long ago was that? Eleven years ago now. 
Oh shit. Ten years ago? Yeah, ten a long time ago. A long time like ago. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ten years okay, ago. Yeah. So you guys were, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, we were babies okay. at that time. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I can uh, I was gonna say you look young now, so I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah. Um but yeah, it was fun. Yeah, for sure. Obviously we learned everything we we needed there and then Brewing School obviously cemented that for what we wanted to do. And that's where we learned kind of what we wanted to do and what we wanted to branch off to do. Like we had that opportunity there, which is great. We got to make a lot of new beers there, which is a lot of fun. Um, and work on some of their branding there, which was a lot of fun. And uh, eventually it was our time to go and do our own thing with our partner, Sean, who's on the sales, like distribution side and marketing. Um, and it just took off from there. And that's what created this. And, like, and obviously you've met Will through this, how we're doing this. And Will's the one that's really on charge of our social media, our branding, how our tap room set up. Everything you see as a customer is what Will has created. So including us right now with this beautiful lighting that's on us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, say, uh, our producer Tiffany is next to me here. She's just commenting, great looking set. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. for people listening on the audio, Will has also set you guys up with the same microphone that I have, which is like amazing because most you know breweries aren't familiar with this type of stuff so yeah mate it's just money all around i appreciate you guys yeah it's uh it's amazing were you designing beers at the new england brewing or were you kind of like did did you really get that sort of uh you know professional experience together like coming up with recipes and all that type of stuff yeah the last couple years uh that we were there like two to three years i would say we definitely had a lot of influence on recipes and then we did actually there was this thing called the fat tenor series it was a rotating series of beers uh that we would you know get to try different styles and different hop combinations for ipas etc etc and then we did get to you know create our own recipes separately together so we did get a lot of experience creating recipes and and actually making beers from you know from our our brains instead of you know just from the head brewer at that time yeah gotcha and then you know so you guys are working there you're working together you became good friends how did the idea uh you know sort of spark for starting your own place um <laughs> it just i don't know it kind of evolved like how we want to do we, you always want to do things the way you want to do it and obviously you don't want a boss you know no one wants a boss um it'd be fun to work for yourself and um it's just one of those things that I think we were just out one night at uh, like a random bar <laughs> drinking beer, eating wings. We're like, let's just let's try to put something out on the paper and see yeah. if we can do this and just give it a shot. I mean, why not have a dream and do it? And uh, I mean, we're here now. Obviously, yeah. it's exciting, but there's a lot in between now yeah. <laughs> and where we were. Yeah. yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah more from, to come. <laughs> from that moment that we were sitting in that bar, it was. <laughs> Another three years of uh, extreme headaches to get to the point where we were opening. Tears. And that was anguish. three years ago now. So it's been, that was six years ago we sat down. It's <laughs> crazy yeah. to think about. I, Jeez. It's, sometimes you don't realize how time goes uh, uh, by. It's, yeah. it's wild. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Is it. Is it, is it trippy for you guys on that uh, with that context to kind of look around and be like, man, we created this from a conversation in a bar? Like, is that kind of like... Yeah, there, there's definitely been it? moments like that where you're just like, wow, this is like, you know, it's... I mean, obviously it's hit us that it's real, but it's sometimes it kind of re-hits you. You're like, oh, wow, this is like, you know, not a lot of people get to do this and, you know, we're fortunate that we were able to and, you know, how it all came together. And it's it's humbling and it's awesome and it's, you know, it's great. You, you you love going to your job. I mean, you can't 
what else do you want? Like, like you go and you get to hang out with your friends and then drink beers and make beer and yeah. love making beer and then talk, you know, talk to meet new people like you. And, and it's couldn't be, could not be happier with, with the outcome for sure. I love it. I love to hear that, man. It's a beautiful thing. So then, you know, if we try and like sort of give people an idea of really what you were trying to achieve with Tribus. So you obviously, like you were saying, you were working there, you're designing recipes and obviously you kind of want to just do things your own way. The idea behind this brewery, aside from just having your own place where you're in charge of all the decisions, like what, what do you, you know, were you trying to, were you inspired by a specific brewery or, or something like that? Or did you have like, no, we want to do XXX styles or, or something like that? I mean, there's definitely a few breweries. We like, we wanted to make a brewery, like our experience more than anything. We, we knew we could make good beer, but like, there's a lot of breweries making really good beer. So that doesn't really define you necessarily. There's plenty of breweries that, wow, their beer is good. This Pilsner is good. This Pilsner is good, whatever. But some like, I think defined us like outside of our area of creating a space that was different. So we wanted to make a place when you walked in here and like, wow, I'm not here. I'm on vacation. I feel like I'm in Hmm. for us. Like, Oh, I think you're in Denver, Colorado. I think I'm in Portland, Maine. And that's something that, um, we really wanted to create because that's where we used to always travel to go to different breweries and that's why we wanted to go to these certain breweries but like I'm like specific breweries I would say like Three's Brewery yeah. um, I wish they didn't take mm. that name because we would have used that name uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah Three you guys yeah. <laughs> um, I mean Oxbow I, lo- I mean yeah. Oxbow is my favorite brewery so but, mm. but yeah um, things like that I don't know okay. I don't have other inspirations but obviously there's a lot yeah there was it's definitely like an amalgamation of just a lot of different like, <laughs> Different ideas. brewery ideas that we kind of you know we tried to piece together to some degree obviously we just we've been to a million breweries ourselves and like that's obviously was our passion for so long so any beer any trip we would ever take we would either take it together and go to breweries or separately anywhere we go we're going to breweries so we got to see a lot obviously anyone in the, the craft beer industry obviously understands that when you're you go anywhere, you just find the nearest craft brewery. And <laughs> You're planning it. Yeah. So, you know, we got to oh, yeah. we got to gather a lot of information that way. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So then if if you someone was saying, you know, you wanted to describe to someone what, what Tribus is about and what sort of styles you do and, and, and all of that, like how would you describe it to to people? I guess if I'm looking at the social, or yeah. like say just looking at what Will's created there. I'm seeing crispies, I'm seeing beautiful pictures of like incredible high res photos of like haze and, yeah. and um, uh, you know, fruited sours. I, I think I saw some stouts up in there. Yeah. So to me, it sort of looked, and this is like completely outside, not knowing a lot aside from chatting with Will, you know, you guys are doing the, uh, the just the fun, trendy stuff, but super well. You, you care about what the appearance of, the way your brewery is presented to the world, like you were saying with your tap room yeah. because of the labels, whether, you know, whether it's simple yet extraordinarily effective, like the, the beer label, just a white background with just straight beer written on it, which is dope. Um, all the other labels that are a little more zany and stuff. Um, that, that's the picture I get. Is that what you were, is that accurate? Is that what you're yeah. trying to yes. portray? I mean, it, there, we obviously wanted to, you know, we know that IPAs, it's what brings people to your spot. I mean, it's a, you obviously have to make IPAs um, as much as we love lagers and brewing them and, you know, brewing traditional styles. IPAs make you money at the end of the day. That's really, unfortunately, right. and fortunately, I mean, we love drinking IPAs too. So it's not, 
really, you know, it's not something that we didn't want to do. But you have to you have to kind of play both sides. We make IPAs. We love them and we try to perfect them to, you know, our best of our abilities. Fruited sour is also a popular style, trendy. We do that, but we do them maybe slightly different from other from other breweries and we try to keep it balanced. But we kind of it's not that it's a secret or we try to keep it a secret, but we know we make amazing lagers and other st- difficult styles to make. And that's something that we love the idea that, yeah, maybe we're known for, you know, from the Instagram perspective, you know, IPAs and fruited sours. But, you know, we have those badass lagers that that real craft beer drinkers who are into a lot of different styles that we know we got the stones to be like, Hey, this is a really good lager. We're really proud of it. And we can like show that off as well. And I think that's maybe kind of our, I don't know if that's yeah. what, but yeah, in a way, yeah, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Like obviously we have the IPAs that we do like they're very different. Like I think you have the Benji IPA, which is our Citra heavy, op- heavy IPA with a little mosaic Eldorado, which is a very familiar combo to a lot of breweries. We think we do it really well. That's kind of like our flagship IPA. Uh, but we do other IPAs with like, some of the freestyle hops we get with like Motueka Nelson or like the hat you're wearing Crosby has like great Idaho seven and Strata, which is in that slab double IPA, which is like that beer smells ridiculous off the camera line. But um, we do all that and we really focus on the hops and try to make those hops pop. I feel like, but like our lagers are something that we really like, Perfect. I feel like is what we really yeah, we hone try, in we on. Strive each thing. Yeah, yeah, it's something we're passionate about. It. It's really, yeah. you mm. know, we both went to brewing school in Germany, and it's just it's something it. that we are. I don't know, it's, we both kind of get drawn to that st- those styles and the, and the, the tradition behind it, and yeah. it's important for us to like be really proud of them, and we are, and we know yeah. that people enjoy them, and it's. Maybe not as popular on Instagram, but we know we have it, and that's kind of like our shtick in a way. Yeah. Gotcha. How many lagers would you have at any given time? Two to three. Two. Yeah. Minimum two yeah. on tap. Nice. Yeah. We yeah. usually have a side pole okay. one too, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Ooh, the Luca. Yeah, yes. we love the side pole. Um, yeah, oh, man, that's just amazing. Yeah. You guys were really ahead of that. When I say you guys, I mean the U.S. compared to Canada. I, I discovered it. They obviously I know it's from you know Czech Republic, but I discovered it out there, and and I love that you guys because you guys are essentially leading the world in the craft beer, uh, you know the trends and the way things are going. Everyone's kind of following you know a handful of steps behind you guys, so it's always cool to from the Canadian obviously in the before times when we could go there yeah. and you know and do stuff to go and just see what you guys were doing and to see sort of how 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 you guys are moving. So I love that. Uh, are you canning everything that you produce? And I guess were you canning prior to COVID and then now, or had anything changed? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry, no, uh, we uh, prior to COVID, we were not canning everything. We would okay. we would if we when we had a can release, uh, we would do three to four brands, and then the rest, if we had other brands coming out, they would all they would be draft only. Uh, now. Yeah, we pretty much can every single brand, and that was due to COVID because we obviously went completely to canning immediately uh, after the lockdown started, uh, and we stuck with that for a while. And then now we're slowly transitioning that, you know, 
at least here in the U.S. I don't know how it is in in, in Canada, but uh, we're getting back to somewhat of normality in terms of tap room and people being able to come. So our tap room or our uh, draft sales have started to increase. So we're going to slow this transition. But yeah, until like this last can release, every beer that came out was all cans. Yeah, was all cans. Okay. I hear in the background like people talking. Are you open? Like yeah, you yeah. have a tap room open? Yeah, right we're now? upstairs in, in yeah? Will's yeah, office, wow. but we're jamming in there right now. <laughs> yeah, it's busy. Wow. Yeah. I we, we are not open. We've been on a. We've had an eight p.m. curfew since January. Oh yeah. Um, like they're lifting it in next week. I think end of next week. But the idea of going to a brewery tap room at this point is extraordinarily. Like I couldn't even picture it. Like yes. Yeah. You know, we ha- we we've been super like, yeah. They handled it a bit different. Yeah, not that dissimilar results, I guess. I don't right. know. It's a, yeah. been a whole thing, but good to hear that you guys are open. I know the breweries here were were hurting and they weren't happy yeah. about how it's been because I guess there wasn't necessarily data to show that this there were spreads in in these types of environments if they were handled correctly. Right. It's typically yeah, but it's pretty, tough. pretty safe. Breweries are. Yeah, right. It is. Yeah. I mean, right now there's like a bunch of people outside, like in this tap right now, unmasked. It's free. It just got freed on Wednesday. Yeah, the nineteenth. The nineteenth. Okay. So, so no masks, no no restrictions whatsoever. And it's and how has that been? It's been it, good. It's the, the first, first night that it's it. yeah, it's the first <laughs> night that it's like really busy because it was uh, Wednesday when it started, and you know hmm. Wednesday Thursdays aren't usually like super packed in general, and now okay. it's Friday night and it's busy and it's packed and it's it looks it feels cool that like to see that but it's also kind of eerie yeah. and strange because it's been yeah. a year and a half since right before st patty's day that's last been year. like that yeah <laughs> it's yeah. weird it's yeah. crazy <laughs> so it's, and i was just at the grocery it store like, and it was like everyone was maxed up so i literally came here went to go grab a beer real quick mm-hmm. from the tap room and I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have my mask. I'm like, I don't need my mask. And then, like, everyone's just walking around. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Oh. And I'm like, this is good. I hope it stays. I hope yeah. everyone's happy and not, like, not to be eerie, but then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a little, it is a little, you know, it's weird. I guess yeah. but now this weirdness has become the new way we're all used to. Right. So, like you guys are saying, you like, you get this feeling like, oh, what's happening here? Why is everybody not wearing masks so so people can let me just be i'm just super fascinated by it because i guess you guys are ramping up earlier than we are um all the mask stuff are gone so it's not even like you have to wear a mask until you're seated and then you can take it off nothing it's literally no masks no the servers don't have masks no uh, bartenders we were never told whether servers need to wear masks or not we our servers are for this weekend for this weekend and you know just to kind of see but there's no, there's no answer whether we that needs to happen or not. So, yeah, theoretically, nobody has to wear a mask. There's no social distancing. There's no nothing. It's, there's no restrictions whatsoever. Right now, right now, interesting. So, I, right now, <laughs> I guess it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Right. Really, right? Hopefully, like, hopefully nothing. Like, obviously, hopefully the vaccine works out. Well, yeah, we're all vaccinated too. So. You know, our, our entire staff is too, which is um, a nice feeling to have, you know, that we got to do that. So, yeah. So that makes you feel a little more confident. Yeah. That, yeah, uh, you know. good, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I, yeah, I guess we're going to stay, stay posted. We'll, I think, I think we're in, in another couple, like the curfew ends, but I think in early June or something, it, uh, 
they're just going to be like fuck it and just open it up for the summer because yeah. people are going to break the rules anyway so right. i think all the governments know like if you didn't do a proper lockdown over winter then you know they're going to be out so yeah. just you know yeah. let, let it roll okay that's good to hear like I'm, I'm glad that's uh working out for you guys so um over this period so aside from the canning did anything much else change did you have like an opportunity to do more lagers maybe because you didn't have you know the, the demand in the the tap room for a draft and stuff like that or uh, i mean was it pretty much business it was the same amount of beer it would sell off you're you're selling like crazy amount of beer because here it shut down i don't know if there it happened but they shut down everything you couldn't go to a bar so you had to buy no, packaged products so we were flying through cans we couldn't keep up right couldn't keep up like we would have uh (laughs) will also set up our like online commerce site which was separate of what our square is and it would free we we would we did the other half like uh all together beer that beer like it it froze up I think there were five hundred people the on the site at the same time. Or yeah, and that was like three thousand, yeah. oh, three thousand users on at once. <laughs> so we couldn't. We weren't prepared for that. We had to upgrade it in the middle right. of that while it was shutting down. We couldn't get the orders. It was pandemonium. <laughs> but yeah, so wow. that was, that's what was happening during that. Um, but we adapted to that, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. We we I would say we actually kind of stuck with doing uh, almost a lager every can release or every other. Yes. Like it, it was definitely a little, almost actually kind of forced to do a little bit less because we didn't have the tank space to keep up with the can demand at that time. So loggers obviously take up a lot more time. So we couldn't really pump them out the way we are now, but uh, but pretty close, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think it was every other. Yeah. But you know, we had to, we were just doing like tons of IPAs, you know, just anything that, you know, at that point we're, worried about how much money we're making and bring it in. So we're just making every style and, and brand that we knew was popular and, and would draw, right. you know, so. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, that makes business sense when you really think about yeah. it. And I, I like that. I appreciate that honesty with that. I think that's, it is what it is, yeah. right? You got to keep the doors open and that's what the community cares about. The community doesn't want this reopening that we're, we're you know, you guys are currently in, we're about to go in and, the breweries are closed, so like if whatever you have to do to stay open, then right. if it's red ales that are selling, then fuck yeah, red ales. Exactly. So yeah, that's uh, let's uh, that that's super dope. Um, did it get, did it make you guys feel a little better knowing that like whilst it's a whole other set of problems having to upgrade a website mid release, knowing that there's this thirst still technically and figuratively for uh, for beer in a time where you know initially it was like oh who's gonna have the money to, right. to buy all this stuff like yeah. people have lost their jobs like what's gonna happen but the one thing that people made sure they had during this yeah. stuff was yeah. alcohol yeah. so like <laughs> yeah it's it's did, did alcohol it alcohol and drugs went up 200 yeah it was it was it was really cool to see i mean obviously every like everyone we were all scared for a multitude of reasons for ourselves, our own safety, our health, our family. And then on top of it, the business or any business at that time. So it was really awesome to see that, you know, that many people just wanted our beer and, and a lot of other breweries as well. Yeah. And just the amount of support we got throughout that, it was, it was awesome and humbling. And, and it was, you know, it, it got us through a really, really tough time. 
And, you know, we appreciate every customer that helped us out and did that. You know, there's a lot of repeat customers. Yeah, and we had like a tip pool just to pay for all our taproom staff just to pay for them while they're on unemployment just to give them some sort of money because we couldn't like put them on payroll. And that was the, yeah. the, the generosity our customers yeah. showed to our taproom staff is just insane. It's just fantastic what they can do. So we're forever grateful. We have just like a great base, I think. You know, we call it like the tribe. Um, mm. Our, our, our group of people that really just like are diehards for us. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Speaking of the, the tribe, I want to ask where the name came from. Tribe. Uh, tribus means uh, three in Latin. Um, or it, it has a multi, it has a few meanings uh, in, in Latin based. And there's three of us, three owners. And we just like the idea of it being, um, you know, Latin, not Latin based, but kind of like this original idea and thought and, you know, Latin being, you know, one of the original, not original languages, but a very base language for a lot of other languages. And, and it was just kind of like this, that thought process and, and it being, we were stuck on the, the, the number three. So we had to figure something out. And like we said, yeah. threes is taken. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, threes is taken. So yeah. we had to go somewhere. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I love that. And, and another thing, I think, I don't know if people, you know, listening or watching in Canada as well are super familiar. Like, I don't know if, know if I've been to Connecticut, but, you know, maybe I'd like to hear a little bit about the Connecticut beer scene. And, you know, because you guys are a smaller state, if I'm not uh, yeah, yeah. mistaken, just north of sort of New York yep. City yes. yep. kind of region. I know where we are. We're right above Montreal, not too far from the other end of New York State. Yep. I know Maine's just uh, to the east of that, and then there's things like New Hampshire and Massachusetts. Yep, we're and right stuff. below so, Massachusetts, um, and then then New York, right below, yep. above New York. Okay, are you part of New England? Excuse my ignorance. Yep. Yes, we're, we're part of New England you are. and okay. tri-state area. We're tri-state. both. Yeah. That could be the episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys hip hop fans? Yeah, very much. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to call the episode Peace Connecticut after the Raekwon line. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. in case something else came, because I like going both ways is also pretty good. <laughs> that was good. But that, we, I, I'd rather have a Raekwon line. I think. Yeah. Raekwon. Yeah. Okay. You want that? Yeah, yeah that's gospel. Yeah, right I there, love so it. that works. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Made me happy because most most breweries that you know you probably find are not hip hop heads, so yeah. uh, that's appreciated. That, yeah. Um, okay, I love it, I love it. Tell us about Connecticut scene, man. Like, I, I don't know a ton about like you know the the work as I imagine it's probably a bit of a mix because I feel like the New England ethos kind of carries into New York, or at least it kind of has over the last few years, I guess, you know, you met, you know, three is another half yeah. and yeah. equilibrium and I mean, the, all, it's, all of that good the stuff. The Connecticut right scene's exploded lately. Yeah. Um, uh, in general, there are, what, what are there, like 90 breweries in Connecticut? It's like some absurd. 120 or something. <laughs> some ridiculous amount for the size of the state. It's got to be up there right. per capita. Yeah. There's a lot of good breweries, breweries here. We've there collaborated are, with yeah. a decent amount of yeah. the ones that we're friends with. But, um, counterweight brewing, New England Brewing, where we used to work, uh, Alvarium, Kinsman, Little House. Little House Brewing. These are people that we've all are close friends with and have collaborated with. Beard Brewing. Um, That's not coming out yet. No one knows about yeah. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot, there's yeah. a lot of really, honestly, a lot of really, really good breweries. And now, um, you know, when we started at New England Brewing Company, that was, you know, now 10, 11 years ago. 
how many breweries are in the state? Uh, I, three that anyone cared about, and maybe twenty total. Not even fifteen yeah. total. Wow. So in in the last ten years, it's gone from fifteen. Maybe I'm I'm making up that number. It could be less or more. Uh, to now 120. So it's definitely like, I mean, everywhere in in the U.S. or in the world, craft beer has exploded, but Connecticut has seen a huge jump. And it's a lot of good beer, too. It's a lot of good beer out there. So um, it's great. It's really exciting. So um, Is is it a undervalued state, maybe? Like, I feel like it's not something that people talk about. It definitely... It might get... I, I agree with that because, like, obviously, yeah. like New York, Brooklyn, you hear, obviously, we, we mentioned other half, we mentioned threes, mentioned all those breweries inside of there. Um, we're also friends with like District 96, they make some great beer there. Um, and then you have Treehouse and like Trillium and all those other breweries north of us. So, obviously, Connecticut's just gets kind of missed. Yeah, general. Connecticut gets missed right. in general. You, know, you got Massachusetts and New York. <laughs> drive no, it's, ever, it's a drive-through state for a lot of people. Right. No Which is fine. We get that. Yeah, I mean, if you are driving through, though, get off exit yeah. what, 36 or 37 on 95. This is our plug. And come have a pint down with the brewers. <laughs> Here for it. The whole episode's a plug. Yeah, it's all a plug. <laughs> oh, damn it. You're right. The whole thing's peace, a plug. It's okay. You know. <laughs> peace. But not goodbye. Like, peace. Hello. Yeah, peace. Yeah. Hold, yes. Um, Exactly. Very just to be specific. Okay, sick. So I mean, like, what's the like? If you were to tell someone about, you know, people know what Vermont beer is. People know what Massachusetts beer is. At this point, people know, you know, kind of what New York, at least New York City, maybe as opposed to New York State. But you know, we've had some Valley and Suarez and all that type of stuff in New York State yeah. that kind of gets lumped in. We know what that is. What's the vibe of Connecticut craft beer? Is it kind of similar to most places where you do have the breweries that are do a blonde? Uh, a wheat, a porter, a brown ale, plus then, you know, guys like yourselves who were doing amazing lagers and haze and fruited sours and stuff. Or is it, you know, is it, can you explain it, like, in some way? I would say what you said was good because, like, the, the, you have the people that are just doing the wheat, the porter, the red, the blonde. Then you have breweries that are just doing straight haze. And then you have, I think, a lot of breweries that are going super niche and super trendy yeah. and just going for that next mm. crazy thing, whatever you're throwing into a – a pastry stout or whatever you're going to uh, emulate a, a fruited sour with. And we've done that too in our, in, a, in the past too. So um, right. there is that as well. Um, but then there's, I think a lot of well-rounded breweries too as well. Um, that do yeah. That. It's, it's, it's kind of hard. It's, it is Connecticut beer scene is kind of hard to describe compared to like hmm. Massachusetts and New York specific, even Vermont. I mean, those States also have like really top heavy hitter, breweries that are nationally you know recognized as you know top breweries and they've been around for a while they've been around for a while so connecticut you know there are some you know breweries that make phenomenal beer they've been doing it for a long time but um you know we kind of get lost in the mix between those two states and even new england in general like vermont and uh and maine there's just so many big heavy hitter breweries that we as connecticut in general kind of get lost in the mix and you know that's all right people people hear about us anyways and uh and when they're here they get surprised in a good way so yeah i love that yeah i love that man i like hearing about like new scenes it's sort of like you know 
as beer, uh, you know, try just like you guys, you know, we travel for beer or we used to, but you know, you, and you end up kind of like, it's easy to keep going to the same places, you know, we're here, we can go to Toronto or Ottawa or Quebec yeah. city or something where you can go South Burlington's two hours, 45 minutes to the border. Like we're pretty close, but it's like, do you, you know, you go there or you, I've still never been to Massachusetts. We just go either to Vermont or we'll just fly to New York. So like this, we always kind of miss that middle part. We haven't been to Maine yet, yeah. or New Hampshire, or any of that stuff. Oh. Por- Portland, that, definitely. But this, is this place. Portland, I keep yeah. hearing about. Yeah, yeah. yeah Portland's like food like wise, too. Yeah, not just beer, food. Portland's like one of my favorite places yeah. to go. Period. Yeah. 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 I kept hearing about it. like yeah, Allegash and Oxbow. Oh, yeah. oh you have to. Yeah, it's like you go to Allegash, you go to Oxbow. Oh, just the best. And there's like, yeah. like ten whistle, other breweries. Novari Res. It's the best. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really yeah. great. So it's one of those things where, like, obviously we can all rattle off a handful of you know whatever breweries from all of these places, but the you know something like Connecticut, the average beer drinker from basically anywhere who's familiar and pays attention might not be able to do that right. in in Connecticut, which I guess is probably a a gift and a curse. I mean, I guess it sucks that people don't know and you you know that, that there's some great beer out there that's being missed out on but at the same token it kind of gives you that underdog status and beer people love finding that shit that no one knows about like you guys were just joking about before that you know there's some like yeah don't tell anybody this is you know if they blow up it's gonna be hard to get type of thing so it's like it's an interesting position to be in as a state that's doing great stuff that sort of doesn't have that sort of wider recognition even if it's just within the sort of region as opposed to nationally or whatever yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we definitely want to get recognized. Obviously, yeah. we think we do great stuff, but how do you do that? You know, we ask that question every day. Like, how do we do? What do we do? Do we have to pay yeah. Jeff Bezos? Like, what yeah. do we have to do here? What's going on with that? Um, but no, yeah. But if other half or Trillium or Trios are listening, we're, we're willing to do a collab. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys about some collabs. Like, where have you have you worked with? I, it sounds like you you know done a lot of local stuff, but have you done many other? So, collabs? Yeah, we've done like District 96, KCBC. Yeah. That's in New York. Um, oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah, we like yeah. KCBC. Yeah, um, KCBC was awesome. Um, we just have one in the tank right now with Beard, and then we've done a few Connecticut breweries as well. Yeah. Outside. Oh, we've done Gun Hill as well. Gun I don't know if you've had Gun Hill. They're out of. I've heard of them. Where, also out of where New are they York. from? Yeah. Out of New York, yeah. Out of New York. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know what? You're right. That's a good way to get the name out there. That's a perfect way to get the yeah. name out there. That's yeah. great. To keep doing that shit and you know reach out but i guess it's harder in these times to connect with people and get to meet the new people and and, yeah. and to be able to otherwise you're sending a cold email and that's kind of weird right. and yeah yeah it, is hard, it is hard to connect like that uh, it i mean yeah before covid we were doing a collab like every i don't know three months two months three months i don't yeah, know something like yeah, that yeah and yeah during covid it, we did one or two with people that we're very close with it was easy to connect with and we already have like a strong relationship. So, but yeah, new breweries or new people to me, it was hard for the last year and a half. Yeah. You know, it was hard to yeah. just, yeah, like you said, cold, cold call or cold email somebody like, Hey, you want to do a collab? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah over email. <laughs> like it's, what's up? Yeah. It's just kind of strange. Yeah. Don't, yeah what's don't going come on? here like, though. But, but you know, we're not yeah, going to no, no, collab, no, just to, <laughs> yeah. but we'll talk about it and that's it. <laughs> it it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. But like, okay, so hopefully though, with with things opening up and the idea is that maybe 
beer festivals won't be too far behind, I would imagine. Yeah. Then it might reopen those possibilities. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah beer fests are going. They're going to be going strong this summer. Right. There's a lot already lined up. Yeah, we have one in June already. So yeah. Like June something. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 They're already happening. It's it's, yeah. it's okay. go time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, man. We haven't we haven't got that far yet, but um, Benji's that. Sorry, real quick. Benji's the next one. Yeah. It's the green one. Thank you yeah. so much. Um, yeah, you want to want to bust out Benji? Yeah, yeah for it. sure. Yes. So this is a. Uh, I think you were saying it's a six point eight percent IPA Citra Forward. Citra yep. Forward, and then it's got Mosaic and Eldorado. Ooh, I love it. Great can art. Is this a um, uh, a regular one? What's the deal? With yeah, this, this is our, our. We don't like to use the, the term flagship, but it is in a way. Um, especially our uh, through distribution, this is the beer that we distribute via draft uh, for bars and restaurants. Okay. For most um, and we mix in other other brands, but this is our primary seller for that. Yeah, the primary loaf. Nice, and I love it. This is like the money zone, in my opinion, for uh, IPAs six between six and seven percent. Correct. Is yeah, it's uh, you know the doubles are fantastic. I love them, but uh, uh, there's only so many eight percent you know mm-hmm. beers you can uh, you can crush. But these, you know, that extra percent or two that, that, that keeps you moving. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, ooh, this smells great. So Citra Eldorado and Mosaic, right? Yeah, yeah. Gonna write that down. Yep, perfect. Boys, cheers. Cheers, cheers, man. Oh yeah. It's great. It's pretty cold. I think it'll warm up. It'll even come out more, but nice dryness in there. Yeah. That dry kind of chalky vibe. I feel like uh, it's Citra. I feel like that people people always describe it as like cat piss. Right. Yeah. Coming through. I, I love that. That's amazing. Yo, this is great. Super fruity, super tropical, really bright. Yeah, man. I can see why. Solid flagship. Mm-hmm. Was this a beer you did since the beginning as well? Like the, no. like the other beer? No. We had a completely mm-hmm. different beer in mind. Yeah, we it had a different idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were we were kind of going for like a, uh, somewhat like looking back, definitely more old school. We were doing uh, modern idea, we wanted to call it. But. Yeah, we exactly. We were essentially what we ah. were brewing was almost a a West Coast IPA to some degree, or an yeah. East Coast IPA that we you know at that time was kind of very dry American ale yeast. Um, and more, you know, piney and floral uh, than, and, and some, you know, and citrusy. And then it just didn't really take. And we're like, all right, we got to rethink the way we're doing IPS. So that was a big change for us at that time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so at that point, I we didn't probably had yeah. the game. Yeah. At that point, we weren't so, brewing hazy beers at all. No. Pretty much. That, that's. Just, so you. You didn't start doing this. You no. started off with other stuff, and then you ended up doing this because yeah. you kind of didn't have a choice. We had the lagers. We yeah. had the dark beers, but we didn't have, like, our IPAs were not hazy. We were trying to do something different with low bitterness, but, like, West Coast style still. Um, and you know what? It didn't hit. <laughs> and, you know, we, we're here to admit it. That's what, you know? We like them, and, and people do like them. They, yeah. But they weren't, you know, they're not going to get us – nationally recognized right <laughs> which we still aren't <laughs> <laughs> uh, yet not yet. yet so like the the west coast stuff it's interesting you mentioned that i guess being that it was three years ago 
and the haze started. I don't know. I, I only discovered it end of 2016, which probably meant it was going on for a couple of years in the New England area. I would imagine before that. So, being where you are, why did you decide to not follow that sort of path from the beginning? They were still like even when we were opening, or at least when at least when we were in the middle of opening, hazy IPAs were still kind of mixed in terms of how people thought of yeah like it wasn't like some frown upon yeah some people were like i don't drink that and then some people were like that's all i drink so it was very mixed yeah at that time yeah it was like red Sox and yankee fans here i don't i know you don't know that there but like (laughs) in connecticut obviously because we're between them two it's like half and half and i would say that's half and half yeah it really was like some people hated it and then now it's completely different they hated haze yeah and then some people love that, obviously. That, that's like something I don't think – but hate is this very strong word. Like dead-ass people, even three years ago, hated New England IPAs. They did not like the idea of drinking hazy. Not, and, and we obviously found out quickly because because we had such a long time um, that we were building out and, and getting ready to open that we may have kind of even gotten a little bit like lost in, in – we had our idea prior to us actually opening that we were going to go with this route of how we were going to make beers. And hmm. it, when we finally did open and we started making them, we're like, all right, you know, the, you know people liked them. They were, they were good, but all people wanted, you know, we would get comments or questions like, oh, you guys have hazier stuff. And hmm. then we threw this out. Then we had to start making them like this. And now every IPA we make is hazy. It's like this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have you brought back the West Coast? Because it seems like there's a there's a, there's a a renaissance of yeah. other IPA styles. I don't know. I've noticed it here a lot. Black IPAs are coming back. You oh, know, well, the, uh, the West Coast, are, which is weird, eh? Because yeah. like they're a very, co- not controversial, but like you'll, you'll love them or you hate them. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not like coming back heavy, but like I'm seeing them more, yeah. which means breweries might be bored of making haze and are just like, all right, let me try something yeah, different. Yeah. West West Coast is coming back here. Have you considered and I imagine if it's coming back here, it's already as in like instead of doing zero West Coast, there'll be one West Coast and people will be excited about it because of haze kind of overload type of thing. Yeah, like kind yeah. of refresh your palate almost. Yeah. Like I think, yeah. I yeah. And it's when you have it, you're like, oh, wow, I forgot how interesting these beers are. And it's and it becomes the interesting thing, whereas before, everything was West Coast or the American style, which was basically West Coast. And then the haze was the unique thing. So have you guys considered bringing, bringing that back? Has there been any demand for the we West did, Coast? We did. Did do it once. Right at the yeah. pandemic start. Right yeah, yeah. When the pandemic started. Yeah. yeah. We kind of brought back our original IPA that we did that wasn't um, – that didn't hit the way we wanted it to. And it, it was called The Fix. And um, and it it did well. I mean, it people liked it. Only, yeah, it was only growlers though because we didn't can it. And then everything shut down. So we had an enormous amount of volume <laughs> that we had to sell just growlers. So it was yeah. a little bit difficult. Uh, but yeah. uh, people yeah. liked it. I mean – there is there is a slight not demand but like if we were to put one on tap people would be like oh cool and they would they would be interested in drinking it and yeah there's definitely a niche market for it like there are you know the 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 older guys who want that west coast like dry bitter 
Oh yeah, flavor I mean, profile. Like, when we did the alt beer too, yeah. Sure. We did like an alt beer, like mm-hmm. a. It's just called alt beer, playing off the beer name. Um, obviously, the Dortmund style lager ale hybrid, and uh, that was a huge hit with like anyone that wanted like a red ale. And we have like a lot of older customers that just want like that. I don't know, like bass peel. Yeah, they just want like this. Right. Yeah. They have that. They think it's the greatest thing ever. And we put on the side pole and it made it even better. So and it was yeah. in Stein. So it was great. But, um, and it was really good. Those first take. That was like the right. the craziest beer we've done. And I th- I feel like we've nailed it. I don't it know. Was, it was very good. Too it was much, definitely, but, yeah. yeah. Definitely came out good. Interesting. It's funny you say that that's the old dude beer because I totally get what you mean. But I feel like wouldn't the crispy boys type of thing, like all the like as you know, in comparison to like the Haze boys, so the, there's people who are just obsessed with crispies that I noticed. At least here, there's people that and all the breweries here are doing Czech style stuff. Yeah. They had some sort of like government funded like trips to the Czech Republic in the last couple of years before the pandemic. So now all of these Czech beers are coming out and in, in Ontario and Quebec and people are losing their shit over it. So alt beers and the Dortmunders and stuff kind of play into that. And that has almost become its own trend, obviously not to the level of haze, but it's definitely what I would consider kind of on the trendier side in this new context. So the people who are into your pills and the other fire, hey, uh, um, like lagers that you're doing, were they interested in the yeah. the old beer? An old beer on the side pool is like, yo, I'd be going straight for that. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. I, 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 I agree amazing. with what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, we definitely I mean, had that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was definitely a combination. I mean, it it's right. you know, but it is. Uh, I think it's just more the appearance when someone sees like an amber. Or red ale of any kind. That's yeah. you don't see that often now. So when it, when people no. see that, they're like oh wow, like especially an older guy who's used to drinking like ambers from back in the day, they're like oh wow, you guys got an amber and that's great. And you know, but yeah, if you're into like lagers and and you'll and that, yeah. you'll definitely get you know attracted to that as well. So yeah, for sure, right. Okay, interesting. Oh, I love that you guys at least, you know, giving that type of stuff a crack. Um, did you do any like Marzins like for um, – Is it, I think – is Marzin the spring one or is that the fall one? Uh, it's the spring one. Yeah, we don't – The spring one because Marzin yeah, much. Um, did do that? We do do a fest What's the beer? fall one? Fest beer. Fest beer. Yeah. October fest. Yeah, we do a yeah, fest yeah, yeah. beer. Yeah. And we do a Vienna oh, yeah. lager, which is – it's not yes. exactly like a Madsen, like um, but it's, it's close. Yeah. Okay, and how do they go? Are they kind of old dude beer slash a little bit of high? The, the fest beer moves, yeah. Because we'll have an Oktoberfest really? no. like party here, um, and in general, just people. It, it's because it's like it's still like a light, crushable lager. It just happens yeah. to have like a little bit more color to it, and people just love it. Yeah, usually when it comes out in cans too, it's just like case orders. It's like certain people want that specific mm-hmm. beer. And that happens in some of our yeah. lagers, which is great. Like even like. We do, uh, I mean, Nelson Pilsner. We do like a like this. Our Pilsner base, a little different, not German malt, but the Danish, yeah, the Danish malt, and uh, we dry up with the freestyle Nelson. It's just like really good too. So, uh, which is fun. So. I never even heard of a dry hopped lager with Nelson. Yeah, that sounds expensive and amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's epic. It's, it's, it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> Nelson works great. How often do you do that? We've done it twice. Yeah, twice. Oh, it's so fucking good. Twice? Yeah. Um, yeah. I want yeah. We want to do some more things like that with the Pilsner base because it's just really fun. Like, yeah. I don't know what other hops we want to do, but something, 
something cool like that, something that could work both ways. So Nelson's a great op. Mm. So it only takes a little bit too to get to the flavor yeah. on that bolster too. So yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's not as it's not fighting against as right, much, and exactly. it's got such a unique body, unbody, uh, a unique profile. Yeah, that you know, like does it does it carry like the the that white wine kind of through? Oh, absolutely. The hills, yeah. and kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, it's yeah. Really it's good. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's amazing. It's our it's, it's one of that's also one of our favorite beers that we've made. Like in terms of it's a house favorite. Everyone loves drinking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know, killer. Yeah. We call him Nellie's because it's Nelson Pilsner, and then now everyone calls it Nelly. We almost and called it Nelly, and now it's the abbreviation. Now it's cool. Yeah. So now it's like we have now it's good. Yeah, now Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. You could have made a t-shirt out of that. You can always rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> I can I'd wear a Nelly t-shirt. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, Tell, speaking of that, this is actually fun hearing you guys talk about some of your favorite beers because, like, it sounds like obviously you've done quite a lot in three years. Like, tell us about some of the other interesting stuff that you guys do, just to kind of one because I want to hear you say it as well because it's it's in, I like I like seeing you do it, but like it's interesting. For, I think for people, to, it gives people a bit more of a picture of what Travis is really about. Like hearing the different fun stuff you guys are doing. We got to talk about put Connecticut on the map. We'll talk about a miss first because yeah. you can't just talk about yourself oh, as I being like great. You yeah. have to talk about a miss. <laughs> you already know I'm gonna say. We yeah, did a great right. collab with Pipeworks um, out of Chicago, Pipe which works. is great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of the owners is from Fairfield, so he comes here to see his family, and we connected with him, and we made like just a crazy wacky beer, which we shouldn't have done. This we should have just made a double IPA. <laughs> uh, we made a. It's called that drink. That drink, yeah. Um, and it was a gin and oh, juice inspired Kvike fermented double IPA. Yeah, fruited, fruited, Ooh. and with juniper berries. <laughs> <laughs> it was wildly it was weird. weird. It, it wasn't like okay. I mean, I, I didn't mind it, but like some people loved it. I mean, talk it, about love or hate. It was it either was, they loved right. it or they fucking hated it. I did uh, not like it. I could amazing. not. Drink. I liked it. I couldn't uh, drink it. I get why people hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Was that on your side or their side? That was on our side. Here, we, we totally recommend it. On the your side. Yeah. <laughs> and he wanted it. He wanted the dude Mike wanted yeah. to do, but he was he's like, whatever, yeah, sure. That's it. <laughs> but whatever. That's Amen. whatever yeah. I res- <laughs> but we have to talk I about a mess. Innovation. Right? We had to talk about a mess. Yeah, yeah. Just that's to, that's fair. Ourselves. Yeah. But what are the years? We've done so many. I it's it's I think in the first year we were open we did over a hundred. I think over a hundred different brands. Yeah, just outrageous. Yeah, um, yeah, that is a lot. We did a lot of brands. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've done a ton of different fruited sours. We've done what's the one we did with Little House that was um, oh, that blueberry. We did one called Three Beans. It was playing off oh, yeah. of uh, like a. You guys have Dunkin' Donuts there, obviously. No, we don't. But I know what it is. Okay. I've been in this right, yeah. Um, and we did like a, we played off a of culotta. We played like a blueberry coffee. Culata. Yeah. We did that into a cool. what was the base beer on that? It was like a fruited sour. It was a fruited sour. It was actually really good. It, it was, was blueberry good. coffee and coffee chocolate blue. in a sour. And it was yeah. it actually was it did really well too. That was pretty out, impressive yeah. actually. Yeah. Um that worked. Um we just did a coconut version of our Robust Porter, which is called Quest, like Tribus called Quest, Tribe called Quest, play off that name without getting oh. so going off the hip hop thing and also not yeah. 
Yeah, Hopefully getting yeah. in trouble by a Tribe Called Quest. Hopefully they're not listening tonight, but we'll see. Um, I mean, we hope they are in a way. Actually, but I also, hope they are. Yeah. Our third anniversary is coming up. We'd love to have you here. Recipes <laughs> <laughs> five. Yes, yes. That's right. Um, <laughs> we did a coconut version of that. I didn't know you guys that. were hip-hop heads like that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. we did a coconut okay. version of that. With, we did the toasted coconut in it, but... We played off of the Saber Hop, which is super, obviously, coconutty. Um, and we used the cryo version, so it took out any leaf material, so we would get no vegetable material and just the synthetic coconut flavor. flavor. And uh, it really, like, it's, it we out. still have a little bit left, and it is, like, still, like, pops. And it's, like, it's really exciting. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. Playing with that and having something like that work out. We've done some, like, wild like pastry stouts um yeah. uh we've done um you know oak fermented saison we have a bottle that is actually we're getting ready to to label up um oh yeah like a 12 brett saison um that that one is actually all stainless but we do have um but the peach one too we have the peach, peach one stout. we have, we have so many we have a bunch of barrels going we've had a lot of barrel aged um stouts come out um uh, yeah. Cognac, uh, red wine, yep. um, uh, maple, uh, just a lot. Yeah. yeah. So we, we've done a lot of, we, we did a lot. We packed a lot into like the first year we were just trying every, we were throwing everything at the wall to see what stuck. And, uh, now we've kind of, you know, we've, we definitely f- have figured out what people want and what our customer base really likes. So we've kind of narrowed it down to some degree, but we do, we still do like get creative um, with new styles or kind of weird, wacky ones. But now we're now we're you know we did the alt beer. Uh, we're trying to like we're kind of trying to touch back on like going to doing traditional ones, traditional styles, and like focusing on just nailing those down as well as we can, um, and that being kind of our yeah niche in a way or kind of for us to kind of challenge ourselves in a different way, like keep it traditional versus doing something wacky that we don't know what's going to come out of it kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Better to be kind of, uh, I was going to say better to be safe, but it's not even really that because you're not always being safe, but being that you both studied in, in Germany, obviously this is a, a passion for you guys and you definitely have to lean into that. And after just trying that bad boy, I mean, that is uh, fantastic. Um, you know, so I think it's great. I think it's awesome. It complements the rest of the stuff though. Like it, yeah. to me, it makes sense. Like it doesn't feel like it's just like, you know, doing all those styles we we're just talking about that some of them are old man beers, but they're also kind of hitting, there's like this middle ground right? and they go perfectly well. Like all the breweries that do the, the, the craft pilsners and, and all the different crispies, I feel like do do all do haze and do pastry stouts and yeah. do you know, barrel aged stuff. It's just it's like a part of that. Right. So it's like it's dope that it's authentic to who you guys are. It sounds like you both really have a passion for those styles and and you're able to kind of translate that and it fits really cool into your uh, to your lineup. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And your barrel program. Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. I didn't even think about asking you about that. So, like, tell us about your barrel program. How many you got? What's going on with that? Like, it sounds like you've done a bit of everything already. Like, salad, yeah, saison, like sixteen wine barrels going with some yeah, all different Oof. shit going on. Yeah, um, that that stuff's just kind of like sitting. We just touch on it every couple months, see where everything's at. We've pulled um, well, this kilo one. 
Yeah, we th- that was a cool. That, that was, was Friday. Cool. Yeah. We did a. T- uh, we For did a. Swear. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, right, we got it. <laughs> uh, there was. Um, we did a collaboration with Little House uh, Brewery in Connecticut. We did a. Um, it was Sigh a. Berry. Yeah, acai or a sai or a kai, however you say that fruit name, uh, fruited sour. Uh, and then before fruiting it, we took some out and put it into tequila barrels or a tequila barrel. And then we let that age. And then we uh, took that base. And after, what, three months, we added passion fruit and mango, passion yes. fruit, and did like a passion fruit mango margarita was the idea. And man, did that tequila flavor come through? It was so good. It was it was really cool to see that. It was like shocking how much tequila came through that. It was literally like drinking a sour base. Yeah, like for a clean sour base. Yeah, with no fruit in it. It was just it was it was awesome. It was really cool. So that was fun. Yeah, but in general, yeah, we have um, we have a lot of like our our. The most that we've put out from barrels is dark beers, uh, you know, bourbon, cognac, red wine, all the stuff we mentioned before. Primarily big imperial stouts. And then the Berliner, the 100%. And then we did the 100% um, oak oak fermented Berliner. With lacto. With lacto and um, fresh raspberries. Fresh raspberries. And we put that on tap. Um, It was called the Raspberry Ripple, and it was really good. It like it was yeah that was like three and a half percent super traditional just like hundred percent aged in the barrel I think that was like two years in the barrel yeah just fermented a hundred percent with it was Brett lacto and a little there was a little like just burrs yeast in there too to get it going I feel like yeah. but um yeah that was great yeah that was really cool but, and the rasp fresh raspberries in awesome. there it was bright red yeah it looked awesome yeah. in the glass it smelled fantastic yeah it was, it was really cool. cool. So it's a, that's a pretty deep barrel program then, eh? Like doing, you know, having stuff for a couple of years. The tequila sounds crazy. That might yeah, be the one. And we threw stuff in right know. when we opened. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, we bought yeah, barrels we, when we probably should have. Yeah, yeah, we, we had no money. Them. We're just like, like let's just do it because yeah. we're going to be happy later. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> it's all about future you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. No, that's great. Um, the the – how is the, the, the market? I guess they've, they've been pretty receptive to all the barrel stuff because that kind of still feels in line, you know, a lot of the – like the, the people who are into the, you know, all these hazy IPAs and stuff are, are pretty into the barrel stuff too. So yeah. kind of like – Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're Complement sure. it. Yeah, if it's, yeah, we've, yeah. Um, we've only bottled a few. Yeah. But in general, uh, any can release that we've done with it has been great reception. And even yeah. just on tap, um, people love it. So. Yeah. Yeah, we've done like a few like average strength. Like we do our regular seven percent porter that we aged in bourbon barrels. Just put that on draft too, which is fun because to have like a bourbon barrel aged beer that's only seven percent is like kind of a, like a mind fuck because it's like kind of fun because like you're just like yeah, this is. I feel like I'm getting drunk, but like I'm okay. You know, yeah. like I'm, I'm like kind of okay. I can you have know? two of these. <laughs> I can have two. I can. I can have another oh, easily. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that was exciting. So um, we've done that. I, that Saison we're going to release, hopefully, in, a, like, I guess, two or three weeks once we have a label. Um, that'll be the first time we do, like, a mixed Brett Saison, so that'll be exciting. It's all stainless, too. Yeah. And we just tasted this morning. I mean, it's such a clean Brett character because it's no oak, no oxygen was added during the process. So you get this really, like, it's really, like, fresh grape flavor. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't it's know. Really, yeah. Like, it's, we it just, is, like, we're, like, kind of, like, 
astonished by the flavor of what we got out of that. Like it has the funk, but I don't know. Just like yeah, it's like fresh. It is like a fresh yeah. wine. I don't know if you like if you're familiar with you're familiar with wines, but like kind of like either you know Italian, Austrian, German, kind of like fresh wine flavor that you would get out of that, like a white wine. That's kind of what it reminded mm-hmm. us of, and it was really cool. Yeah. And that's all from the Brett. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 12. 12, 12 of those Bretts. 12 Brett strains. Yeah. 12 Bretts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of Bretts. Oh. It's a lot. It's a lot of Bretts. It's a big party. 12 Bretts. <laughs> yeah, it's a big party of Bretts. 12 angry Ooh. Bretts, you know? That's, <laughs> that's almost another episode yeah. named yeah. 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 That'll be for the next That's a lot one. of Bretts. <laughs> yeah, next time. Next time. Okay, that's sick, man. I, I haven't even really heard. I'm actually fascinated that you're putting a lot of the barrel stuff on draft and then also even into cans. I always associate barrel stuff with you know bottles or cork and cage type of situation so i love that you've sort of made it a little more accessible yeah um sort of like i don't because you know you get the bottles like even a 750 you know like it feels like it's a you don't want that's why we all have sellers because you get all these bottles you're like i can't just drink this on a tuesday like it's got to be a thing i need (laughs) like people around and you know, then you end up just stacking them away and all of a sudden you've got 300 bottles in there. Yeah. So I like that it's just in a can and it kind of makes it like, hey, whatever, it's, you know. Barely. Yeah, drink it. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we made it. We made any beer that is, it should be ready to drink, you know, yeah. when you buy it. Yeah. yeah. I like that and beer name, so drink that shit. I can't drink this on a Tuesday is a great yeah. bottle name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and release it on a Ooh, Tuesday. That could be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a collab right there that's a yeah, collab that's, a, here that's, a, here that's what's happening yes love it now that's sick man I like that you guys are doing that stuff so um, okay so we've gone into the Connecticut stuff I'm just trying to think I had a couple other things I want to touch on but that is like I feel like I got a pretty good picture of kind of what you guys are all about what you're doing um, what sort of stuff are you guys sort of working on now that, that people can sort of expect later like are you sort of continuing now I guess and I'm asking that in the context of things are changing in the world. Um, you're opening back up as, as we've talked about, you know, does that affect what you're brewing next now? Did you, did you kind of be like, Oh, all right, now we're back open. That changes the demand because now you're moving some of the production back to draft and people want different things on draft, so on and so forth. Like how's that sort of uh, thinking now? I mean, yeah, we're kind of like in the middle of like trying to figure that out now. It's it's kind well, of like we're, we're in that we're, we're in the transition right now. It's kind of we we kind of want to like let the the next like month play out and just kind of see what customers' behavior kind of like changes and like what's let us know. Yeah, yeah, like we're only three know. weeks out right now on our brew schedule. Yeah, so, so we're, we're like tight. we said, oh, yeah. like yeah. we said, other half trillion. We're ready for the collab. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <We're open>. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> we're ready. It's available. No, um, no, but no. Like you said, like we we don't know. Yeah, we don't know we're, what we're, we're doing. <laughs> we're playing it. We're and playing that's it by Yeah, we're we're flying by the seat of our pants right now. So, <sighs> in a way, I mean, we we have an idea. You know, we have in general a structure of like what beers come out throughout the year but uh yeah we're kind of like seeing what customers want as these things start to everything starts to open you know are people comfortable are they uncomfortable are they coming out are they still want to stay home and drink beer like you know in uh, in cans uh or do they want to is that or is everyone ready to go out it's summertime i want to go out and get fucked up so 
if that's happening, then we start making more draft. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, I I love it. That's really what it comes down to, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, to people when they gotta get fucked up, yeah. like, I couldn't even. Yeah. And it's like some, yeah. I don't know how comfortable I would feel right now. I feel like it's interesting though. Breweries make me feel comfortable because if you think about the vibe, like when are you in a brewery that has like a eight foot yeah. ceiling like an apartment like breweries have fucking 20 foot ceilings with these like industrial strength air things that yeah. suck all the shit out so like it's this almost one of the safest places to be even if you're just thinking about stuff that's in the air and, and right. it, you know can can take it out yeah, yeah. so i always feel like the consumer ba- and i feel like i'm conservative in the sense of covid i've been cautious extra cautious yeah. than than some people seem to not give a fuck and they've just been doing all this shit. I'm even <laughs> yeah. behaving myself. So, like, you know, if someone like me who's ca- who's a bit cautious like that would feel comfortable going to a brewery, I imagine bars are a different sort of story because they don't have that same sort of situation. But yeah. a brewery, you know, people aren't there. They're not, like, spitting in your ear hole trying to talk to you over loud music and stuff. It's just you're all having these casual conversations. People don't get that track you get it'll be you know yeah. you have a good time but you don't get that wasted yeah. so i feel like it could be uh you know the the consumer behavior is unpredictable like you guys have said right. i love that you guys are able to do that to be flexible enough to be like only three weeks out and be like all right we need more of this because these they're sucking this up on on draft yeah. and we can just like all right let's double down on that for a bit do a double batch to get that pumped up yeah. and blah 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 like that was intentional is that I think that's. Our I imagine breweries aren't yeah. typical. Yeah, we, we've always strength, been, yeah we've like, always been fluid in terms of how we, we react. Yeah, yeah, we we hmm. we let you know we start off with a beer, an IPA that we thought was everyone was gonna love and they didn't, so we stopped making it and um, hmm. we changed our our course of action and then even yeah and even on a short term we realized all right you know we. We don't know what's going to happen the next month, uh, how customers are going to react. Like you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So we, we kind of have always stayed fluid. We always kind of change based on, all right, you know, this brand didn't really sell that well. We need to kind of make sure that we either don't redo it um, or change up the recipe and kind of figure out a way to get people excited about it again or whatever. So we've been doing that since day one for sure. But right now we are definitely – Three weeks out is definitely shorter than usual. Yeah, usually it's like it's three usually, months. You know, yeah. It's usually it's like, like a little three weird, months. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a little like, uh, I mean, obviously we have our distro where we do our draft of the Benji like we were talking about um, for the IPA. Uh, that's set. Obviously, that's that's already set. But like, it's just, it's so, you don't know what's going to happen. So it's just like, we got stuck right before the pandemic with like, we were just about to distro a bunch of beer too. Yeah. <laughs> and right before they're like, yeah, we're shutting you down. We're like, oh, it's the most beer we've yeah. ever produced too. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think we had. Old in cakes? I think we had like, yeah. No, it was in the bright time. Oh, yeah, it was in it was in the bright. We had it like, was, I don't know, 35. I mean, it, it was more than what we normally did. It yeah, an enormous amount we that we. <laughs> we're like, oh, awesome. So we didn't know, like, we were like, oh, we don't know what to do. Like, we had to, we canned it, obviously, but, um, and eventually oh. sold it, but. All the restaurants were closed. But all the restaurants were closed. So we had all this draft or potential draft that we just didn't have anywhere to put. What did you do with the draft? Can you feed that back into the bright and then um, get it? We can most of it. Um, yeah, we can most of it. I think there was like a little bit we had. We did sell. Put. Yeah, we did have growlers for sale. Like, you know, you could get growlers filled even during the pandemic. So 
we were, okay. you know, we would pre, you know, not having any loss, right? Yeah, we pretty much went, we went through everything at that, at all the drafts. So yeah, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, that's good though. Like I, I heard a lot, a lot of people were saying the same thing. They all of a sudden, ha- I mean, not like the most I'd ever produced, but that that's fucked up. But yeah. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. But you know, people were saying they had all this stuff and they had to like, I saw some pe- places were saying they were dumping kegs, which really sucks. Cause yeah. like, I was like, I don't know. Couldn't you have like a COVID safe stuff party on the low or something? And yeah. like, just, or, or just give, pour them into growls and give them to the staff yeah, or something? Yeah, I don't yeah know. exactly. But um, I, I guess it depends every state city province whatever has their own laws with with growlers and stuff what not right. I, I don't know if everyone can just pour that stuff i think that or at least here quebec is like ancient they only passed the law to allow growlers i think it was 2018 wow that growlers were illegal and cool ships too they came cool. they were legal in the same year <laughs> cool ships <laughs> There was a law from, I think, we looked it up because of doing this now quarantine version of the podcast. And it was, I think it was from 1928 after the uh, after Prohibition or towards the end of it. They had the same law and a lot of the things in the province are operating under the same uh, law that they made back then to that is based on Prohibition. Yeah. So they've, they've, they haven't changed it. Ontario is just as bad. They, they like the biggest... They have a thing called the LCBO, Liquor Control Board of Ontario. It's the biggest purchaser of alcohol on the entire planet. And they they mafia-type grip on wow. everything that happens Damn. through there. So it's like Canada's a little bit different. You guys are like capitalists in that way. It's very interesting to hear the whenever I speak to Americans and see how you guys are able to do stuff. I'm like, there's some bullshit laws, obviously, in, in every – that are like yeah. – when I say bullshit, I mean in the purest sense. Like it's ridiculous. It is nonsensical. Right particularly with alcohol that's just like from stuff something from like a hundred plus years ago that just no one bothered to change connecticut connecticut had these blue laws up until what two years ago i don't know you couldn't sell alcohol on sunday and um some other way for no reason like no one had a real reason they're like oh well it's the blue laws and you're like what the fuck is a blue law and what is that who cares weird ass rules out there man you can't sell alcohol like, on sunday or like why not that's like two the one out of two days a week that people have off that people have off why would you not yeah. want to sell alcohol and it, like this the state was missing out on tax revenue it made no sense you're like <laughs> yeah. didn't make any sense at all and they finally changed it and they changed it and then guess what everyone's okay. buying alcohol so you, on sunday you know obviously yeah. <laughs> so i guess that that's obviously those religious wasn't there it was a religious like it was a religious you know puritan yeah. law or something like that but they serve wine at the religious ceremony at <laughs> <laughs> they're the sole provider now yeah not to get religious yeah. the soul the church no the, the church or the wine uh, the lcbo of wines yeah Jesus, i never thought about that that's amazing okay so at least they like you know there's ridiculous stuff but at least you guys are able to kind of you know run through uh, you know all of the, the the product that you had and kind of move on and stuff like that, which is super yeah. cool. So it's it's fascinating because this is the first real conversation I've had with anybody, whether you know whether it's here or um, or the states, that in dealing with these new problems yet again. You know, yeah. I feel like it's just been a, a fucking avalanche of new problems every other month type of thing, maybe every other day. Right. And now the new one is trying to figure out what you're going to do in this transition to normalcy, you know, however long that takes. You know, it might feel like now everything's normal, but maybe it's a process. Who knows? And you guys have to be nimble enough to be – and obviously, you, like you said, 
you guys have been flexible rolling with the punches and be like, all right, that doesn't work. Cool, pivot. Bam, 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 like, which is dope. But it's even more interesting just thinking of where you're at now and, and sort of what you're going to have to do um, to, to, you know, oh, no, what you have to do, but more what you just, you're able to do to, to sort of please the customers and keep them coming back. And, you know, whether it's coming into the tap room or, you know, continue to coming in and buying four packs, cases, everything. It's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. It's like, yeah, it's almost like more fun that way. Yeah, I mean, it's always a new challenge every day. Yeah. We have to stay resilient. We just have to – we know something's coming at us that next day. We'll wake up the next day. There's going to be something coming at us. We're ready. Yeah. We're doing what we can. <laughs> yeah, you just got to keep them in. Man, people are having a good time there, right? Yeah, I hear, you hear, the, that's, you that's hear our, the music? That's our staff. Yeah, the woo! Yeah, the, the, uh, <laughs> that's our staff. It's the end of the shift. And they're, yeah, they're, they're cleaning bumping. right now, so they're oh, bumping. No. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> they got Jay Cole more right now. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, the new Cole album? Yeah, it's what not, you guys the, it's think not the new one. This is uh, oh, the Far Seals or something. Yeah, I like the new one. Uh, for your I, eyes, our manager does not like the great. new one. Yeah, no, I love it. I, 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 think I thought it was good. I'm with you guys. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I love Cole. Yeah, are we doing slab, babe? We doing slab? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, figured slab, baby. It's called Slab, the pretty colored one. Um, being like, let's talk about the beer, and then because I ve- I so rarely get hip hop fans yeah. on the podcast, I'd love to just. Yeah. I got a couple hip rap questions, and I never get to ask anybody. So this is dope. Right. Tell us about Slab. It was this one only dropped this week, yeah. Say that again. Sorry, oh, sorry we lost it. We cut out a sec. This, this one only dropped this week. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So this one, this, one's this one, and was- this was a quarantine. Quarantine recipe. Quarantine recipe and first time, you know, made during, during the quarantine. So, I'm about to use the restaurant. Yeah, I Str- love it. Yeah, Str- yeah, Strata. Strata has become, has quickly become our one of our favorite hops. Oh, yeah. And uh, love that's it. Let's go use the restaurant. Um, and uh, yeah, no problems. And we we paired it up with Mosaic, uh, also one of our all time favorite hops. But Strata has become. For me, at least, we have another beer called Modern Life. It's a single IPA that's Strata Focus, and and it's been on tap, and I can't stop drinking it. And Slab is – if it wasn't a double IPA, I would drink a lot of it. But it is um, (laughs) – It's dangerous. Yeah, and and it's just – I get this, like, passion fruit. um, Like, I I just – I pick up a lot of passion fruit from Strata, and it just – it sticks with me, and and it's just – I can't stop drinking it. It's so good. It's, like, clean and crisp somehow. It kind of, like, dries it out in a really good way and, like, super refreshing. And I just – I think it's – I think it works great and and especially paired up with Mosaic, so. I love it. Is Strata the, like, primary hop? Yes. For this one? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I think it's, like, 60% Strata, something like that, 65. Okay. Yeah. And what, what are the sort of characteristics of Strata for those? I mean, I'm sort of – I've had it before, yeah. but I don't know a ton about yeah, that. Yeah, so. it's like – it's to me, it's like a lot of uh, passion fruit, melon. Um, I get a little bit of that like grapefruit rind to kind of, that kind of dries it out in a really nice way. Um, it just has – it has a lot going on. And um, for me, it just kind of – it blends that classic tropical fruit, but also like that – that kind of has like this dank quality as well. That kind of like really works well together with the tropical fruit that you're getting from it. I love that. 
Um, and you also paired it with, sorry, we said it before, mosaic and layers. Is layers a hop? No, that's just no. a third a third word we like to use is usually a goofy or something different. And it being slab, like uh, slab of the earth layers. Oh, stacks on this stacks, one. Stacks yep. of Benji's. Uh, I guess. Yes. I get it. I love it. I love it. Was there one on this one? Beer. Refreshing. Yeah, yeah, refreshing. More to the point. More to, to the yeah, point. Yeah, that, one, that <laughs> was more to the point. That yeah. was not as exciting. I am mad. Yeah. Boys, cheers. 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 Yeah, cheers. Mm. Oh, yeah. Man, you guys are killer. Yeah, I feel fun. like ben- Benji just kept getting better and better as we went, and this is this is great. I definitely see you said dank. I'm getting that as well yeah. for sure. Yeah. There's like a uh, like a slight little element of like what my – I used to th- – is dankness, but there's also – my friend said um, – who's a, the main beer writer here in Quebec, he always told me that there's this different thing that they would consider like overripe fruit, which I often confuse with dankness. Are you familiar with yeah. what I'm yeah. sort of – Yeah? Yeah. So I got – I mean I only had one sip. I'm going to have some more. Yeah, inside, I definitely – I definitely – like, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, overripe fruit is definitely yeah. something. Yeah. You get like almost like, like a bruise, fleshy, like, a bruise like soft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the one. Yep. I can even get it on the nose from the can. Yeah. I always feel like some of the best nose, I just always sniff the can because there's always like a little bit of yeast at the bottom and you're like, you really yeah. get that shit. Ooh, I love it. Um, yeah, this is dope, man. I love this. I, lo- I like the artwork on this as well. Like it's super, super just bright. Yeah, vibrant. Funky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Try, yeah, try to vibrant play off the flavor. I love yeah. Yeah, Will, yeah, Will's giving a killer. thumbs up in the background. He was very excited to hear something. Really? Oh, yeah. Will designed all this stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Every, I was uh, giving almost, him props. He did everything, eh? Yeah, he does. Essentially, we've we've had a few artists um, do some of our other labels. Um, we have uh, Tarka, who does some of them. Yeah, um, a good friend now. Uh, he's done a lot of artwork, graffiti stuff in the, the tap room itself, as well as yeah. artwork on. He's also a principal. He's also a principal. And he does crazy, okay. yeah, he does crazy, <laughs> if you ever end up getting to our tap room or if you maybe see some of our pictures, we have like big like 20 foot walls with uh, his his artwork displayed on it all over the place. Um, he showed up one day during build out and just uh, was like, hey, we were just talking about like having like, we like yeah, we need right. some artwork, we need some like artists. And he came in and he's like, uh, I like Tribus, I like the tribe. And I really want to be a part of this. And uh, ever since, I mean, we're like really, we're, we're really close friends with him. Now. Yeah, it's like the wolf pack. You yeah, know? yeah. We just all uh, of a sudden became best friends. <laughs> yeah. Even though I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, he's a Steelers fan. Besides that, everything's great. Yeah. <clears throat> everything's cool. Yeah. I hear that can get yeah the old uh, football rivalries. That can be a problem. Oh it yeah, be, it can always be a problem. Oh yeah. <laughs> is is there's no Connecticut football team, right? So what? Well, what? Because you guys are in the, the Patriots. Middle. Patriots were going to come to Connecticut, and then they yeah. So it's Patriots all they built the stadium for them. They didn't. Oh, come. they were supposed to. Yeah. Oh, those motherfuckers. Yeah. So, like, what do people like? What? What? Do, like, even like all sports, because you've got. Say, if you look at New England, I guess that's Patriots yeah. and Celtics. Celtics, yeah. I guess. And I don't know what the base. What's the baseball situation? Oh, Red Sox. Red Sox. Red Sox yeah. Red Sox, and then New York. You got Yankees, Everywhere. Mets, yeah. Knicks. Nets, Jets, Giants. Yeah, yeah. So you get. So a lot. what do you do? What 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 the people in, is here? In it's mixed. It, it is. It's probably there's a lot of Patriot fans, obviously, because they they've won for so long. Um, but then you got 
A lot of Giants and Jets fans. I would say more Giants fans than anything. The Jets probably. Don't have, yeah, interesting. Much to yeah. The, Jet, the, the Jets, Jets suck, haven't been right? good for so long that you know people, if they are fans, they don't really care. Um, and I root for the Jets. I want right. the Jets yeah, to be good. But the, Gi- the Giants, Giants fans are probably yeah. the most pre- or Dallas Cowboys fans because they're everywhere. Um, yeah. But yeah. Right. There was teams that just yeah, yeah everyone, okay, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. In the That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I never really thought about that because you guys are like, you know, even in Australia, I grew up watching Jordan and stuff, like yeah. we were basketball fans and stuff. And I don't know, I think I went for San Francisco 49ers because I liked the colors or I had yeah. the jersey or some bullshit. Like, you're like, you're just sort of not affiliated. But when you guys are actually there and you're in this middle place, I never really considered what that means. Like, like who do you support? Like, I can kind of go either way and people aren't mad at you. Right. Like, it just is what it is, whether you're like, no, nah, I'm, I'm a New England guy or I'm a... Like a New York guy or something. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. I never thought. Yeah, for sure. Okay, sports. Okay, in more important stuff, what are your top five MCs? Childish Gambino, I love. Okay. In top five level? I'm putting him in my top five. Childish Gambino's in my Jesus, top five. Wow. I okay. freaking that's love a, that's him. A, 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 that's the first time you've probably ever heard that. Yeah, I love him. I've never heard that ever. <laughs> I love I like, just a that. certain amount of tracks from it and I just think they're epic to me okay that's that's one yeah oh you got one next oh I mean I can rattle off my top five probably please I would, number one for me and this is it's Mob Deep um a rest in peace prodigy yeah, I there's something about Mob Deep that's always stuck in me Ice Cube um uh, yes Okay. I like I'm 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 definitely more old school um in terms of who I like. Um so like nineties? Yeah. I mean nineties or eighties old school. Uh nineties. Nineties. nineties, um, okay. I'm with you man. top five. Oh pressure's on. Um for me I'm throwing know, Method right? Man and Red Band in there too. I mean you can throw like the whole Wu Tang obviously, but like I fucking love Method Man. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's the goat. One of the goats for sure. It's tough, eh? It is tough. Um, God, it's like, I mean, I have to say, if, if I'm doing top five of like who I really listen to a lot, and this is not an old school one because I just said I listen to a lot of Kanye. His 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 like college dropout, graduation, those are phenomenal albums. Uh, his his craziness aside. He's ridiculously talented. So he's probably in my top five in terms of who I listened to growing up, for sure. Um, and, I mean, when I was younger, Eminem. Um, and... It's tough. It's tough. I mean, if I were to throw, like, a new school person, like, J. Cole is probably my, my favorite, like, newer rapper. Um but that Kendrick Lamar yeah. is, to me, yeah. just his albums are fantastic. But then I, I mean, I like like um, I, I like so many different artists. Um, I think Big L is the yes. lyrically the best rapper I've ever heard. Um, his albums weren't produced out of high quality always, and like they were, he was a little bit too like raw for a lot of people, and he wasn't mainstream at mm. all. But I think if he didn't get killed so young, I think he would have 
become a lot more popular, but listening to his verses, like, lyrically, off the charts to me. Insane. Off yeah. the charts. That was one of the biggest tragedies in rap, yeah. for sure. That Aside from, like, you know, Big and Puck, yeah. whatever, who knows what would have happened with them, but they made enough of an impact. But Big L didn't get to really see the, like, yeah. to see his potential. Right. Yeah. Because that yeah. his album, Lifestyles of the... the the Poor and Dangerous, Poor that's and dangerous. a phenomenal album. Yeah. And, that, and no one ever really talks about it, but it's a great album. It is great. Yeah, the big picture was cool for a posthumous one because they put a bunch of stuff. Because he yeah. had like, uh, I think it was Wolves, he had Ebonics on that. Like even stuff like that, 98 Freestyle was insane. Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, that's true. Like, like all that stuff, like I feel like that still got it. But the fact that he only had really one album mm-hmm. and he's, you know, that he had, same as Pun. Pun only had Papua yeah. Punishment and then, the second album is also an underrated cool. rapper, but he's yeah, like no one talks about him. I feel like I mean, he has records that are just great. Yeah, yeah. absolutely great. I feel like the rapidy rap fans talk about him. Like yeah. it seems like we're probably similar ages, yeah. so like we talk about those yeah. dudes, but like the young kids don't right. really understand because they they that opportunity was lost to for, to see them reach their potential. Yeah. Like, you got some like Jay or Nas, like. It's almost like boring to say Jay Z, but yeah. he's, he's he's definitely great. like yeah. Know, I mean, his stuff Nas, is great, and, yeah. but Nas too. Like Nas is also one of my favorite. I don't know. Oh, there's yeah, so many full album. Like when you think about full albums too, yeah. like Nas is hard to like compete with. Like that yeah. full album. But, Do you know what's interesting about Nas? And this is like I love that we are able to talk about this shit on a beer podcast. You guys have to listen to this goddamn yeah. it and learn. <laughs> Nas had like Nas had major problems with beat selection. Yeah, Nas's beat selection was so like. Often on like he would he would nail it when he nails it like yeah. it's a one but it was like fifty fifty with yeah. him whereas I feel like Jay Jay had some weak projects and yeah. some weak moments but I feel like overall if you really had to to think about it I would say Jay has is a, has a stronger body right. of work I think just Na- I think time. just Nas's Illmatic album is so f- fundamentally like or just so renowned by everyone yeah. that it that a lot of people just kind of say like well Nas is a better rapper yeah because of it but that because that album was so influential and it changed the way rap was produced ever since that because before that one producer would not always but one producer in general would would produce one album and then yeah. Nas Illmatic there were each song had a different producer and that started a whole new way of producing albums that was never really mainstream wasn't done like you usually had one producer produce an album then all of a sudden Elmatic comes out and that's you know eight or nine different producers and all of a sudden it's the Mm. most popular album at that time and people are like oh okay we can i can just pay the best you know eight different great producers to to produce one album and each song is a banger people like that so that's what it, it changed the way rap was like produced after that it was crazy how influential the album was but jay-z is ridiculous like yeah his stuff's a to z he's he's had such a long career and so and and like almost every album he puts out is at least good (laughs) you know it's at least good yeah i mean I feel like it's like when you actually look at the lyrics, because like oh, the the ones that have had time for us to soak up, you know, from the beginning, Reasonable Doubt, 96 and all this stuff onwards, 
you you've it's been around in the ether for years, so you can really soak up those bars. But even like four four four, which was yeah. what, three years ago or something like that, yeah. two or three years ago, like that had bars on it. Yeah, even the track you just did with Khaled and Nas, you hear that one? I think it was called Sorry Not Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I thought, I heard a lot of people shitting on it, but I don't know. To me, it was still it was like yeah, it was dope. I don't know. Right. It was just like it was cool hearing them in where they're at now. They're fifty and they're fucking venture capitalists and billionaires and shit. it's just different people than right. the, the the people that were rapping in the 90s so right. you have to let them grow yeah but this as i i mean i moved to canada because i make music i've been rapping since i was like 16 or whatever so my brother and i do all that stuff oh, wow. and, and oh, cool. listening to them as that influence and like actually if you analyze it sounds like you know real hip-hop nerds like analyze the bars right it's like fuck like it's not even just about the songs. That's why the top five com- conversation is interesting because it's like my top five don't make the best music ever, but I think they're the best rappers right. ever type of thing, right. which is different to like if you have that conversation, there's, you know, Jay and Nas make phenomenal music, but there's something like Royce of Five Nines in my top five. Yeah. He has, has these moments, but does he have a classic project? No, I wouldn't say so. No. The last couple were pretty dope. Not classics. Right. So it's like a, you know, it's an interesting sort of way to uh, like to, to look at. But yeah, Jay and Nas, were, were de- yeah. it's like the, yeah, they have to kind of be, at least in the top 10 or you don't really want right. to talk about it. They have to be in the conversation. Yeah, they have, yeah. yeah. It is interesting as they get older too to hear more stuff right. as they're putting it out. It's just always interesting to see. Like even like Eminem, it's been interesting to see him past his like, Epic time Prime. to uh, yeah, I guess yeah. like his primary time, and then it, I, you know, in between that to what he is now, I would say was a little like everyone would say it was a little off, but I think some of the stuff he put out recently was pretty awesome. Yeah, you dug the those uh, I I don't even remember the names. I know they all started with R. Yeah, like he had um, like Kamikaze, like I liked, um, and even that song he just put is out that recently. Song or an album. That's just a song. That was just a song and like Tone Deaf, the, okay. the song Tone Deaf he came out with. I kind of like that one. I don't know if everyone likes that, but I just liked That was him answering a lot of what's going on in hip hop now. And I thought that was pretty good. So um, it's hard for him to find a place though too. Cause like yeah. they, people want him to change and do something different. Like what some of the things that are happening now, which I don't love like everything that you hear right now either. Like a lot of the stuff I don't love. Yeah. No. For sure. So, what's your top it's, five? It's hard. Uh, Kanye West is number one, okay. for sure. Like he changed every. He's the reason we do. Like we will. We we happened to catch his stuff in like I think O two, when he was doing those leaks. He had college dropout leaked. Yeah. And it was all like the the demo takes, and he had all these freestyles, and I never heard anyone rap like that before. Like just this conversational style yeah. over these, and he was making the beats, and we were just obsessed. Yeah. So like he's my number one. Fonte from Little Brother. Fonte is fucking okay. insane. I don't know if you guys are familiar, super familiar. It sounds familiar, but I, I don't. No? I I don't know them well. Okay. I think he, everything you guys have said to me, you guys would love him. He is like. A technical rapper with the, they're from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, Durham, North Carolina. Okay. Um, it was Fonte, this dude, Big Poo, and Ninth Wonder. Ninth Wonder ended up producing for everybody, so they kind of broke up the group. But Fonte had some solo stuff. He's just insane. Uh, Royce Five Nine, Scarface, okay, who I think has some classic albums, um, but he's just one of the dopest, most consistent MCs of all time. And Black Thought from the Roots, of course. Yeah, he's just 
out okay. of control. But I still like you know Royce makes the top five because lyrically, like he's just, it's insane. Like it's just ridiculous when you like look at what this dude has done and look at who he came up with and stuff. Right. You know, like but he not everyone who can rap well makes the best music. I right. feel like his music's got better and better over time, but it didn't. It, like and I know the, I don't know if you heard the last couple of albums is the allegory and the book Orion were the last two. I think I heard the last they one. They were sick, but the last one. Yeah, but yeah, the last one was great. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm not into. I haven't like I didn't. I never got into Royce Five Nine like that. So I'm not surprised because yeah. the music wasn't always crazy. Yeah, but like it was every time there was a feature, like he just dominated. Yeah. Like it was just like effortless, and like, I don't know. It was just like just the the confidence and mm-hmm. the like. I just I love it. He's just such a, he's such a champion. Um, yeah, there's just so many like this those type of cats. Like they they don't like you were saying. Like they, they're not really like that these yeah. days. There are a few like Cole's coming with it. Kendrick's coming with it. There's dudes like Freddie Gibbs yeah. who, are, who are super dope these days. Um, uh, the fact that we have to even like think about like all the Griselda, Benny the Butcher, yeah. out of control. Benny, Benny and the Conway specifically yeah. from Buffalo. You guys heard much of their stuff? Uh, that the most recent, um, uh, I forgot what it's called. We were just playing it. Um, the Benny album? Yeah, not, um, I don't know. Jake was just playing it. I forgot what it was called. Maybe playing right now. But I don't I, know. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, I, it was good, whatever it was. But yeah, no, the, those guys were dope. Like, yeah, man, they're crazy. They're yeah. really just doing some amazing shit yeah. in, in hip hop. I really appreciate what they're bringing. And I love it because it's like the street gutter yeah. fucking drug dealing shit, but it's like killing it. They're signed to Rock Nation. Like right. Jay is co signing them. And like, I'm like, that's beautiful to me. That's like full circle type of stuff right. where, you know, Jay had to go full work with Rihanna, Alicia Keys, and stuff, and then come back around to working with right. the same type of indiv- dudes who, who came up the same way he did. And right. I don't know. It's something about that's really cool to me. And it's like, you know, people complain about the new rap stuff. And I'm like, it's not all that bad because no. those dudes are around. And I love it. Like as an aging rap, white guy who raps and shit, like I, I like that these dudes came up when they were like 35, 36, 37 type of thing. Right. You know, like it's not all about the 21-year-old who hasn't done anything. You just talked yeah. about money and the cars that the label paid for. Right. Like it's – yeah, it's cool. There's, yeah. a, there's a whole other part of the rap, you have to kind of look yeah, for so it. Yeah, the rap scene has gotten a lot better in the last couple couple years. There was like a one or two year period where it was like that transition from oh. it was really bad. And there's just nothing. It was just like a lot it's of like, what are you like, saying? A lot of the yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that that stutter rap was just like like that the mumble rap mumble rap. It's just like I don't even know. But what is this? Same flows exactly. That that was for like a couple years, and then. At that time, a lot of these guys that we're talking about now, like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Ben Butcher, even like, what is like Action Bros, yeah. these guys were like totally underground. No one even knew who these guys were. Yeah. And yeah. they started to slowly come out as these mumble rappers were kind of fading away, um, which yeah. is good. It's a good point. And even someone like Childish Gambino, though, yeah. it's, it's actually a really good point. Like Childish is underrated as a rapper like someone this dude i used to know here like put me on to him he was obsessed with them so i started listening like to that i think it was called camp there was yeah, an album yeah. or something like i'm camp. obsessed with it so. and like 
like freaks and geeks and stuff. Yeah. I was like, yo, that's like four, three, four minutes of buzz. Yeah, just his like, bars. That yeah. I mean, he, I his free, he, just, he has a freestyle on Hot ninety seven. Yeah, I, with, I watched that shit like once every two that weeks. Is a ridiculous freestyle. I watched that. And like, oh, it's one of those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just, he makes a song. He, he literally makes a, makes a song while he's on. It's got 25 million views. Yeah. I've counted for a million. I watch <laughs> that shit all the time. <laughs> he literally, I love watching he literally creates like a hook for everything while he's freestyling. It's wild to watch. He's a genius. He is. I mean, artistically, not just rapper. Artistically. Artistically, yeah. all no, across the board. Creative. Off the yeah. charts to me. Like, I, there's very few With Atlanta, people. like... Everything, yeah, Atlanta's a great show. Yeah. His acting ability, I wouldn't say he's like the best actor, but he's a good actor. He's a producer. He's He can sing really he's well. A writer, ever, too, right? Yeah, he's a writer, too, right? He's singing, like not just rapping, but his actual singing, his voice. Is, oh, Redbone. It's a good song. It's, it's great. I mean, Redbone, Redbone is incredible. Redbone is one Redbone of my all time favorite songs to just play all That's the time. That's music with me and my yeah. one and three year old. Yeah. So that whole album, mm-hmm. like, incredible. Redbone's like, who expected that singer. after? Yeah, the whole album is like singing and shit. Like yeah. you didn't expect that, but that's how talent. This guy, he's a one in a like you know one in a billion. Oh yeah, talent. for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like, he deserves all his of his flowers. Yeah. He doesn't have. It's not like a giant sample size because he has so much other stuff going on. But just like the camp and like a few like collabs he's done with people. It's just like. Just like sweatpants, bonfire. This is America. It's like really hard. Like that shit's just like insane yeah. to me. Like yeah, this, this is, paradise, this is America. Paradise, one of my favorites. Paradise, a great good, record uh, to listen to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's an actual genius. Like yeah. an actual. Like just his lines, yeah, his bars are, are hard too. Oh, sorry. There you go. Hard. They're good. Yeah, man. It's, oh it's so sorry. Sorry. We're technical difficulties. You got that? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens when you're sharing the, uh, the sharing the, the headphones. We nailed the light. No, that's this, all this is that's all that matters. It's all about it's all about Charlie. Yeah, like it's crazy. You're it's actually really it's an uncommon opinion to have him top five, but I don't think it's unwarranted at all. Yeah, like, yeah. he he is extraordinarily talented young man. I just love watching freestyles in general. I think that's how I got onto Charles Gambino you know, because I was watching. I used to watch always just watch freestyles on YouTube and just watch the biggest. Hit ones, obviously, and I think that's when I ran into that Hot 97 one. It was on. It was Paul Rosenberg, and I was like, it was him just feeding him, <laughs> feeding him lines or feeding him words. And he was just, and he was actually freestyling because right. a lot of freestyles are freestyles, you know. Freestyles. Which that, I get. Which I this was literally that Paul Rosenberg was like, talk about talk about tiles, and he just would start freestyling about tiles. Or whatever the okay, words you start, like a real, real freestyle. Yeah. Well, because like there's the other ones with like, like even like Little Dicky, I just think they're funny and they're good. Like, yeah. He's just like ridiculous, obviously. Yeah. But for freestyles, yeah. not for yeah. like rap. Like we're yeah. not talking that, but um, just, that's that's a all other skill set. I always find that interesting. Like Royce said one time in an interview and I felt mad vindicated because I can't really freestyle. We fuck around. And when we were kids, that's what yeah. we did. You got drunk, you got hired. You're like, you would freestyle. That's how you start making songs. And I I don't practice that skill set. Yeah. So I'm not good at it. But when I write a song, like I practice that. So it's much better. Right. And Royce was like, oh, I can't freestyle. I don't freestyle. I just write songs. I'm like, thank God. Because yeah. a lot of people judge rappers on that ability. Yeah. So if you have that ability... It's not necessary, but I think it's helpful. Yeah. And it's like 
Yeah. If, you, if you can do what you guys are talking about, if someone throws you a word, I've never, I'm not that, that's not me at all. Yeah. Like someone be able to like throw you a word, like particularly the ones who are on crowd, like guy with the red hat, they'll start freestyling yeah. about what people are wearing and they'll hold up objects and they'll build them in. Like that is a, an extraordinary, yeah, that's like, like, extraordinary that's skill. Like, yeah, that's that, that next level. For your brain to be able to, but that person also, also can't, I don't yes. even know how you can do it. I yeah. don't understand it. I just that person also might not like, be able to make so a song. Like, I'm like, I don't even know how you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you might not be able to make a song though. Yo, yeah, like someone like that doesn't usually make a song like that. When I just mentioned Lil Dicky, great freestyles. Does he have an album? No, <laughs> nothing of, of he has crazy like a song with like Snoop Dogg, you know. And he has like yeah, two like, other just like five songs. Freestyle doesn't mean you're a good rep, like no. big songs. So. He never made an album. Yeah, but that that's an interesting point because there's, there's, in my opinion, there's three skill sets in rap: there's songwriting, freestyling, and battling, and if you're good at one, it doesn't mean you're good at the other. Right. And you have to practice each of them. So you see battle rappers, there's no battle rappers really that are very great at making songs. There's a lot of them that do it. The vast, vast majority are not right. phenomenal at it. And it's like, because it's all individual skill sets. So if you're a battle rapper like Disaster or like those type of dudes right. who are in KOTD, like King of the Dog right, or right. like URL or all those shit, that's what they do. They're battle rappers. Then there's dudes who are just freestyles like superstition and like the, the the cats who perform all the time who are just like that's their whole shtick is to, yeah. to, to freestyle. Then you got the songwriters and like the Royce and blah blah blah. So like it's people don't understand. When I say P I guess I mean rap fans don't really understand, yeah. so they might judge it. They'll see Royce or they'll see Black Thought. Black Thought's freestyle on uh on Funk Flex, the ten minute one from yeah, a yeah. year or two oh, ago yeah. is arguably the greatest 10 minutes of rap ever produced of all time. When you listen to it, it's just, it's insane. It's, it's just disgusting. How the fuck can you rap like that for 10 minutes? It's right. un, inhuman, but obviously it's pre-written. It's not freestyle. It's not off, off the dome, but it's called a freestyle type of thing. Yeah. It's just cause he's so not like, looking whole, at it. He's you know, just like remembering something. <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah, I, I, I and that's get okay. that. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a, that's a weird, that's a fun argument too. Cause I'm like, some yeah. of them, like, you're like, there's no way you just have it. And I get it. Uh, like, but, but when you hear a real freestyle, you can hear when, the difference. Uh, the five yeah, fingers of death sounds. with uh, the five fingers of death with Wayne yeah, Brady. Sway. With Wayne, Sway. Yeah, the Wayne Brady. Yeah, he did dude. that. What the fuck? Wayne Brady did one, and even um, yeah. I don't like love him, but Shia LaBeouf. I'm like, damn, dude, that guy had something there that was. He, yo, he did it. <laughs> he didn't. He did it. Yeah. Well, Wayne Brady was like the one that most the problem. Like, holy crap, he has like. Flow. He had. He could just keep it on point as they were throwing things at him. Different beats too, yeah. and he was just. It's insane. Yeah, it's that's insane. pretty. The five fingers of death is super tough for anyone knows to listen to Sway in the morning. Like that shit is pretty. That's a, that shit is pretty tough. That's a skill set, bro. That's a skill yeah. set. It is, yeah, and yeah. you have to work at that. Yeah, it's like anything. It's like making pilsner versus making hay. Yeah, it's, like yeah, you, yeah. it's not the same. You can't just very do, different. Yeah, 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 it's a different thing. Yeah. You can't be a haze brewer and then all of a sudden throw you in and just make me a world class pilsner. And yeah, it is like one of the worst things. Yeah, right. yeah, um, yeah. It's like there's a lot of like parallels potential. I know I'm trying to pull that out my ass right now, but maybe there is some parallels between music and at least hip hop and and brewing in the sense of those skill sets are very different because right. you can do one. You might be able to knock out the most fire, creamy, tropical, dank haze of all time, but doesn't mean you can do anything 
you know, in, in the crispy realm. Or right. maybe you can't make pastry styles for shit because it's a different skill set. Yeah. You have yeah. to understand you have to the work nuances on all of, of that them, yeah. stuff. That's true. Yeah, and yeah. It's, uh, and those that in. was a very unintentional parallel, <laughs> but it, it kind of works. I feel like yeah, we've, we've kind does. of uh, drowned come, drowned the people for like twenty minutes. You have come full circle, right? right? Yeah. To beer. I mean, yeah, you have like the lyrically <laughs> sound, but like you were saying, lyrically sound, but the music wasn't as great. You know, it really doesn't matter. Like if you have the beats, does, you're lyrically man. sound, and have also the bars, the material, and then also, I mean, if you can throw, if someone's attacking it, you can throw a diss track out. And successfully accomplish that. That's what puts you onto this this level that we're talking about. Top ten, top five, obviously. Yeah. And you know, all these guys have that we talked about have thrown out like yes. straight diss tracks too, which is also really exciting for us point. as the audience. Yeah, there's nothing better than those sort of live battles. There's been a few of them over the last few years, even. As more on the mainstream side, the Pusha T Drake thing was super interesting because yeah. they started getting messy. Right, yeah. Pusha doesn't give a fuck. Drake Drake was messing with the wrong dude, right? Yeah. like he doesn't care, man. Yeah, like, ooh, he's crazy, and he busts out the child thing. You know, you're hiding a child is one of the most hilarious things of all time, and yeah. the problematic, the cover art, and everything. It was just genius. Yeah, I love Push, and you know, I love Drake too. Obviously, he's from our city and yeah, stuff, yeah. but uh, you know, like. Pusha T is also very underrated. So he's so very, good. Very forgotten so underrated. He's top 10. He's definitely also in the top 10. Out, you know, Outkast. I'm throwing them in as like an, yes, probably bro. the most underrated. I mean, also Andre, the Andre 3000 as a, just as a rapper. A people rapper? just looked at yeah. him as like this kind of goofy dude. That dude had bars. When he, like, old Outkast, man. Outcast is the Beatles of rap. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know where that has to be said, or well, we have to make a meme about it. But like, they're they're the the because the the changes in song, like they could just do whatever they wanted. Yeah, like the Beatles can do whatever they yeah. wanted, and they and they change the face right. of the, of music. That's an interesting parallel, particularly with Speaker Box and Love Below, with like you know Andre doing like. All of a sudden, he came from this southern playalistic dude doing the, the rapidy rap shit all the time. Then Aquemini, they do that P funk type of yeah. like, or, or whatever that kind of weird type of shit, which is one of the greatest albums of all time as well. Like, not a question. Yeah. And then they come into Love Box Speaker, uh, was it? Sorry, Love Below Speaker Box, where Big Boy's doing that kind of funk, like poppy shit. And yeah. then Dre's doing the Hey Ya, yet he's doing like prototype and like, all those other kind of joints, they are absolutely like I don't know if they're underrated, but I really hope they get they, enough. They never they never true. get put in that conversation like of mm. the greatest of the goats. rapper. Yeah, which I feel like is not, slightly not publicly. Un, it's it's slightly it's unfair to them in a way because they were so they were the first like big southern rappers too. Like that's the other thing. Like yes, like a huge portion yes. of this of of America. That was like they were huge for that part of the country because every rapper was just like primarily New York or in a little bit L.A. later on. And then it was nobody cared about the South at all. And then here here's Outkast and they just hold it down and they just drop. They came out strong too, man. So strong. And that that Source Awards, I think it was 95 where – 
like you know Dre's like the South got something to say. That was the one where Snoop was like, uh, you know, Suge Knight was like, yeah. oh, you know, you don't want to your CEO dance in the video come to death row. Snoop was like, oh, you don't got love for Snoop and Dre or whatever. Like that was like the big one yeah. that really separated all three coasts, yeah. if you want to say it that. But you are one hundred percent accurate that Akas were the the biggest. I've heard a lot of rap people, like journalists and whatever, say. Like, I'm talking years ago. I never even thought about it. They were saying, like, Andre 3000 was in their top five. I was like, what? Like, yeah. are you crazy? Like, relax. And then I realized over time, like, oh, okay. This dude has extraordinary confidence issues in and of himself. He lives in Brooklyn, just walks around and chills right now, apparently. Right. But he's one of the greatest. And he just yeah. has no confidence in himself. But he's, I, I think they have diamond albums, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think, I think so. I think, I think there's straight diamonds diamond. over there. <laughs> I mean, I love. I don't it's know. I, I can't think of an album I don't really like from Outkast. So I like every song. Like every yeah. song just brings it. Like some of the songs you put on, you're just like, yes, yeah. gets you in the mood too. Like the, there's a lot to what they're doing. Yeah, man, definitely. And, and two elements in, too. In that. Yeah, every song has two elements. I feel like from them. Yeah. And that, that's been their beauty, though. That's been yeah. the whole thing. That's what, oh, man, it makes me want to listen to a Quemini now. This yeah. is one of the greatest songs ever. <laughs> yeah, if you throw that front on tonight, just Woo! go for it. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Oh, man, this is great. I feel like it's like, it's like hitting about 11 o'clock. I don't want to keep you guys, but this is thank you for talking rap with me, man. Like, yeah, that was, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. It never happens here. Yeah. It never <laughs> happens. So I, I appreciate it so much. Um, boys, thank you so much for your time, man. This has been fucking awesome. Yeah. These beers are crazy. I love everything you guys are doing. You guys are awesome. I'm happy you're open and thriving and about to have a, uh, a fantastic summer with beer festivals and crazy shit ahead. I appreciate y'all for real. We definitely have to do this again. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Where I don't do you want to say anything that what's coming up next and then tell us where everyone can find Tribus online? Yeah. Um what I mean we have we have a collaboration with Beard Brewing. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come and we have uh, a block party coming up, right? Block party June 5th, um which we do nice. uh, you know quarterly-ish throughout the year or we did and this is the first one since COVID. So uh, we bring people here try to get other businesses, local businesses involved, hence the block party name. And we just usually have a beer release. This one being um, the uh, the can release that's coming out uh, beard, with, yeah. with Beard. Um, so uh, that's coming up. What else we got? I mean, we got like, micro, we, said, like we said, we're only three weeks scheduled out, so we don't have much planning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we're doing Farmer's Market, which is fun. We sell beer at Farmer's Markets with cans, yep. too. Um, and then you can find us on, on our website and uh, order online, pick up here. Um, and Oh, and Ken, uh, isn't Kendrick Lamar dropping a new – oh, Kendrick Lamar is dropping a new album here. Was it June 25th <laughs> at or June 30th? It was at June 30th, I think. Some sort People of should come tape. down every know, weekend. You could download it here. I don't know. Come here June 30th. Could be Isaiah Rashad. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> it could be scissors out could be j-rock could be schoolboy yeah, who knows yeah, we don't know um but yeah just come down tde yeah you just gotta TD. you know exit 30, TD Travis. exit 36 get off the highway and the 95, 95 south, south just come in town and then follow us on instagram and social media Travis yeah. Pierco. yes yeah we always yeah. like to put out funny Travis videos Pierco. To promote yeah. ourselves and make fun of ourselves yeah uh, look through our old videos go on. we have a youtube channel i think 
of all the videos, the ridiculous what we videos that? we've done. All the crazy shit? Um, yeah. It's Super actually video. like, <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's like a giant blooper reel of just ridiculous shit. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so make sure everyone check that. Do you know what I forgot? We have to do the thumbnail for uh, YouTube. Yeah. So we're going to take a screenshot. Do you want to hold up some of the cans? I'm going to hold up the can. Come here, you bastard. Come on. Yeah, here we go. Oh. There we go, right? Oh, that is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, that is stunning. I love it. Um, boys, stick around uh, after we'll say goodbye properly, but I'm going to wrap this up for the live show. But honestly, thank you both for uh, for hanging out. This has been awesome. I really appreciate your time. This has been a fun convo. Yeah. Great discovering your beers and, and everything about look at that. Oh, tell, oh, that's the cherry? Yeah. yeah. Cherry lime? Yeah. Yeah. I just cracked that. I don't know. I was here. Yeah. No, that's fuck that. Mine. Crack that shit. <laughs> cherry lime sour. We got them all in. Yeah. I'm going to do a video for that after yeah. this, actually, so I can yeah. make sure I get Look at that. Ooh, look at it. Look at it. Ooh, it's, it's basically cherry juice oh. in it. Look at it. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Don't you wish you were in Ken Milford, Connecticut right now? You need now, to be people. in Milford yeah, for that, that new Kendrick Lamar album drop, June 30th. Come right? on down. <laughs> and, and the accompanying beer that you'll speak about later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right? <laughs> that's very, very cool. Um, everyone, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell so you know when the new drops. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast. Check out the long form audio so you can hear attractive gentlemen like Matt and Sebastian talk about craft beer every week. We'll be back next Friday, 9 p.m. We'll see you then, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.